1: Hi and welcome to Wholesome Spooks. It's a show where we talk about things in the horror genre. It's Halloween. We're excited. My name's Justin.
2: I'm Jordan. Today we're talking about over the garden wall. <laughs> it's, my, it's my favorite piece of media of all time, and I'm so happy to talk about it.
1: Yes, peak spooky aesthetic. Yes. Peak fall. Everything. It's just so There's so good.
2: Everything I ever wanted in. I don't even, because I don't like calling it a movie, and I don't like calling it just a series. Just saying, mm-hmm. like, my favorite piece of media to exist <laughs> in the world, uh-huh. and just, it's just so good. Nothing has ever leveled up to it. Honestly, I know our first two episodes were our favorite movies, and, like, mine is clearly Crimson Peak. However, this is over Crimson Peak, obviously. I just don't want to yeah. count it as a movie, so, like... But this is this is like top tier. it's so good.
1: <sighs> we're starting off we're starting off high, but this is probably gonna be like our coziest and also most excited episode so far. I don't even well, know. Yeah. How, I don't even know how that's possible.
2: Oh it'll be nice to just like sit with a friend and chat about something I love. That's why it's cozy for me. Just like yes. I can finally take all of this knowledge I've been gathering forever. <laughs> and put it to use in something other than annoying my coworkers. <laughs> we
1: should also we should also say like from the top the show in general is very spoiler heavy but I feel like with this one in particular like because I want so many people to watch it like if you have not seen Over the Garden Wall yet like watch it and come back it will, it'll be fine.
2: Yeah, please like- go watch it. I Have forced all of my friends to watch this. There are two. Two of my closest friends have not watched this because we, like, it's COVID. It's not like I can hang out with people. Mm. I'm looking at y'all. You know who you are.
1: Watch (laughs) it. You got it.
2: (laughs) You gotta watch it.
1: How many watch parties have we had? I do
2: do one every year. Every year.
1: As always, I kind of have my, like, pre production backstory notes that we can go over to kick us off. And then. I feel like we can go episode by episode.
2: Yeah, and I'm done to talk about any of the creators, too, if you want to talk yes. about them beforehand, because they are already some of my favorites before this series. So it's,
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's just nice to talk about <laughs> them and like all their other works. But I'll let you kick it off. I snapped there.
1: <laughs> I'm full
2: of energy now. The second we started, I'm like, let's go. <laughs>
1: let's go, let's go, let's go. It's Halloween. We're ready. <laughs> all right, so... Over the Garden Wall is a Cartoon Network series original. Uh, it's a mini-series, the first mini-series to appear on the network. It came out in 2014 uh, It was created by Patrick McHale, uh, who also worked on The Misadventures of Flapjack, uh, Adventure Time, so many of like Cartoon Network's staple series. Yeah. Um,
2: if you ever saw something on Cartoon Network and you're like, that's kind of creepy, probably Patrick McHale or Nick Cross. Probably. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Other notable like people who worked on the show, uh, Natasha Allegri, uh, creator of Bee and Puppy Cat, was a writer on the show. Pendleton Ward, also from Adventure Time and The Midnight Gospel, which is probably one of my favorite Netflix series. Over the Garden Wall won an Emmy Award for Outstanding Animated Program. Uh, Yeah, well deserved. Uh, It's got a very unique vibe about it. Uh, It was inspired by classic like Americana art. So I want to say like, God, like 1940s-ish?
2: Yeah, in the book they say they're going for like classic Americana mixed with like Victorian era. And Mm -hmm. they nailed it. It's like, that's exactly what it is. Exactly what it is.
1: And so like tonally, it's very interesting because like when you approach it from an outside viewpoint, it's very typical and very like fairy tale adjacent because uh, it is essentially about two boys who are lost in the woods and are trying to find their way home. But it also has these like very, you know, who are the the Grimm brothers fairy tale, like what? some some real dark and creepy stuff. And like there's a melancholy that I think maybe isn't like kids aren't dumb, but I don't, maybe they won't see at first watch, but like something that adults will clearly be into. I
0: think yes
2: and no. Cause I think as a kid, this is something I would have latched onto just as hard as I am as an adult. Like I, mm-hmm. this is one of those things that like, I remember when it aired, I remember seeing the advertisement for it on Cartoon Network before it came mm-hmm. out. And I remember seeing the advertisement and I was just like, Oh, and I like set a timer. (laughs) Like like, this is something I know I will like. Like it's just something Mm -hmm. I saw and was like, okay, this is the thing. And sure enough, like nothing has met like my expectations like that before or again ever again since I watched it.
1: So this would have come out in the fall of twenty fourteen. So I would have been like just graduated from high school. Um, Yeah. And I do remember they when they aired it, they did like two episodes a day. And then I think it like stacked up throughout the week. So yeah, that yeah.
2: kind of leading up to Halloween. They, they, I think they re-air it every
0: year still as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So that by the end of it, you could just watch through the entire series. Um, mm-hmm. It is 10 episodes. Um, and it runs a little under two hours, which is like fantastic.
2: Nisno actually, shout outs to Nisno. Just looked up. Uh, the exact runtime is like 110 minutes.
1: Okay. It's the exact runtime. It was originally going to be 18 episodes, but due to budgeting and time constraints, they uh, reduced it to 10. Uh, and I think they went with like the initial 18 because he didn't want to go with like a full series, and yeah. was like very surprised when Cartoon Network was like, "Yeah, go for it, my dude."
2: Yeah, because I know. Uh, a lot of interviews and a lot of stuff I've seen with them. It was like, it was a lot of work. Like, it's uh, not an easy series for them to make.
1: Just right. Just because
2: <laughs> of, like, just how much time they spent on it, like, perfecting it. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, the two studios I worked on it weren't in the same city or state. So they had to yeah. do, like, cross communication and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. back and
2: well, forth. They, they do a lot of remote stuff, too, with some of the voice acting. And mm-hmm. then also, I don't know where the Blasting Company is located, but that's the people who did. Primarily work on the music. It's, they're called the Blasting Company, um, yes. And I don't know where they're located either. I should look that up. They're all. Everyone is all over the place, you know. So.
1: Um. And speaking of people in the show, uh, it's also got a really good cast.
2: God, this cast! I don't cry at how perfect this cast is. <laughs> it's so good.
1: Uh-huh. Some notable uh, people who are in it uh, include Elijah Wood, who voices uh, Wurt, the older brother. Um best known probably for Lord of the Rings.
2: No no no. Best known for Spy Kids.
1: Oh Spy Kids 3. Yes. The guy. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. True.
2: That's his most notable work. How can I Don't worry, Elijah Wood? I I got you in your most notable
0: work. (laughs)
1: Uh Shows up for two seconds, immediately (laughs) dies. (laughs) And we've never forgotten. (laughs) (laughs) Um Let's see. You've got Christopher Lloyd as the woodsman. Um, this has been. I always always forget Christopher Lloyd's last name. I want to say, like, Christopher Walken, uh, which is not at all accurate, but, like, could you even imagine?
0: It would be a
2: very different show. It would. <laughs> <laughs> no. He would not have I mean, the same vibe, I <laughs> feel
1: <laughs> No. Have you seen the live action Jungle Book? The I, I voice saying, acting isn't.
2: <laughs> I hated. Him as King Louie. I'm sorry, this is not a dunk mm-hmm. on Christopher Walken episode, but geez Louie's man, what are you doing? <laughs> my favorite Disney song, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's very good. Oh my gosh, I just put, I was trying to look up Beatrice's voice actor, uh, and I put, That's put beatrice into the woods because i keep getting (laughs) over the garden wall and night in the woods uh mixed up in my head
2: it's a melanie
0: linsky Linsky.
1: yes that's right who was in like two and a half men and has like had a couple of like pretty huge roles i think Mm
0: -hmm. i just love her voice too
1: yes and then of course uh we would be remiss not to mention uh, guest appearances from John Cleese and do you want to say the last one? Tim Curry! It's Tim Curry! <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, know, I know you're excited. You, you brought so much energy, I did not pick up any of that audio.
2: <laughs> it's Tim Curry.
1: It's Tim Curry, Tim yes. I
0: love Tim Curry. <laughs> In case y'all didn't know already.
1: So, yes, of course. Like, this show, just from that description, I think, fits all of your criteria for good content.
2: Yeah. It's just um, all-star cast, all-star creators, all-star everything. Like, they so good. Everyone is yeah. so good.
1: So, yeah, that's a very good transition into uh, the pilot, which uh, was released, I believe, like, in 2012?
2: Um, um, let me see. September 9th, 2013, 2013 at the LA Shorts Fest, And then online May 18th,
0: 2015.
1: I'll mention that the pilot, you can see a lot of the roots for uh, <laughs> over the garden wall in it. Oh, I just did a pun. Oh, that's You did a pun because there's a lot of root <laughs>
0: vegetables.
1: <in there>. Um, <laughs> a lot of things changed from the pilot after its release, but we'll kind of get into it. Uh, but essentially, uh, it drops us in the middle of this adventure um, that Greg and Wirt, uh, two brothers. Oh, I didn't mention Greg's voice actor um, it was Colin oh. Dean. It was he's just a he's a sweet boy. Greg is the sweetest boy, and Greg's he's probably so he's probably the best like child character in any series ever. Mm-hmm. Um, his voice actor was also Tiffany in Adventure Time. Uh, yes, oh and- <laughs> yeah is currently uh lincoln loud in the loud house which is a very i've heard very oh, good things about awful. that show oh
0: that's yeah
2: and the, the voice for the beast is samuel ramey for anyone who's like a like an opera nerd if anyone not, for anyone that's listening is an opera nerd it's samuel ramey that's not like sam
1: ramey not
2: <laughs> no no, no. <laughs> samuel ramey oh
1: uh-huh.
2: uh, yeah he's he's uh-huh. a very famous bass
0: singer so mm. mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but we are dropped in in the middle of them trying to find their way home. Uh, they are looking for a car or something? Well, they're looking for a goose that can, like, fly them home, Mm -hmm. because that's Greg's big idea, is that we'll find a goose and it'll take us home. Uh, they are being escorted by Beatrice, who is a blue jay, and I believe in the pilot has a different voice actor. Mm -hmm. Um, it is still Elijah Wood and Colin Dean in the pilot, um. But they come across a town village of vegetable people uh, that have their own like vegetable cars and everything and it's kind of cute. And then um, they meet, I believe his name is John. Let me see. John Crops. Yes, that's what it is. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> who, who wants to strike it big in the city and, uh, and play music for the rest of his life. So they all go to the city together. uh and they accidentally knock down a scarecrow at some point and cause chaos, but eventually they all get away and John Crops finds love and it's beautiful. So there's a lot of music in Over the Garden Wall in general that is kind of just melodic, like there, is, there are songs that have lyrics, but for the most part, it's very atmospheric. Um, the pilot has some of my favorite songs with lyrics. Uh, something about John's crooning is just very nice and like very nostalgic. Sometimes, dear, I wonder why you keep away. Leaving me so lonely, lonely night and day. It doesn't have like a ton of bearing on the series as a whole, but it is like no. a nice little like, oh, okay. I like get something that could very easily be adapted into the graphic novels or comic books.
2: Yeah, it's like they're like, here's an
0: idea, and then it became a series.
1: Yeah. And so, some things that change from the original, like, plot to the current, uh, as is known now. Um, so, originally, uh, the boys were, they made a deal with a devil, and they have to restore the Tome of the Unknown. Uh, because the place they are in is called The Unknown. Uh, and so they were going around trying to find pages to this, like, ancient book that would send them home.
2: Yeah, and the art book is described, like, as the Bible. Yes. Basically.
1: And so when they transitioned to miniseries, they dropped that plot point uh, and just had them, like, kind of just trying to find their way I home.
2: Mean, I think they it, it makes more sense the way they did this series and, like, I I sent you a picture earlier of like what the devil or whatever. He's so silly. It's not very scary. It's not very scary at all.
1: No, no. I I think I prefer the beast.
2: Yeah. Oh, definitely. (laughs) But now we can uh, work our way into the series.
1: Yes. Oh, I also saw on on Wikipedia that Greg and Wirt were supposed to be able to transform into animals, like in the original uh, plot bible. Uh, Greg was gonna turn into, I think a goose or some kind of bird, uh, and Wert was either gonna be like a dog or a bear, and it was gonna be like a recurring joke that no one could tell what animal he was.
2: That's- that's great. That's pretty funny.
1: Yes. Uh, so from the- from the pilot, we enter into the main series.
2: Yes. And the- the first episode is called The Old Grist Mill.
1: Oh, good. I'm so uh, glad you got the names because I forgot. To I, do <laughs> I, I do. I do. I have them. A... Um, okay.
2: So you it opens up. You see Hort and Greg. They're just walking along. Um, Greg has a frog, which is really important. Uh, so he's trying to name this frog. And that is a plot point that comes up pretty often in the series.
1: Mm-hmm. You'll see
2: he's trying to think of a name for that frog. And it's very important mm-hmm. to him. And I think it's so cute. As Greg is just so good, um, they eventually run into a bluebird.
1: <laughs> yes, they meet her and they're like, no, no bird shouldn't talk. Greg, a, a bird's brain isn't big enough for cognizant speech.
0: Hey, what was that? I mean, I'm just saying you're, you're weird, like not normal. I, I mean, oh my gosh, stop talking to it, word. It's, uh,
2: it's just that all, all the word Beatrice interactions are so good. So, so yes. good. They're my favorite. <laughs> I love them.
1: We do meet the woodsman. Yes. And I think that is the first, like, proper introduction they have to somebody because, well, that they have, like, a a conversation with.
2: Yeah, they just kind of leave Beatrice. They're like, yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah. First, Uh don't talk.
2: Bye. And the the woodsman lets them know, like, hey, y'all are in the unknown. Beware of the beast. And they're just like, this old man is crazy.
1: We should knock him out. No, 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 that's a bad plan. (laughs) Yeah, that's a
2: bad plan. (laughs) Greg has been leading a candy trail. He, he walks around and he's like, candy trail, candy trail, candy trail. Candy trail, trail. And he leads a candy trail to the mill, which is also important.
1: Woodsman's whole deal is he has this lantern um, that is very important to him, and uh, he kind of tells them like... Everyone has a torch to burn, and this here is mine. I grind the hazelwood trees into oil to keep this
0: lantern lit. This is my lot in life. This is my burden.
2: So he's like this is what i have to do y'all hang out here bye um then Wurt is laying on the couch thing what that's not a couch anyway that's not important and he's like <laughs> he's like reciting basically poetry i
0: don't know sometimes i feel like i'm just like a boat upon a winding river twisting towards an endless black sea uh, <gasps> further and further drifting away where I want to be, who I want to be.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. I love that. I love how, like, overcomplicated, overthinking, and like tense Wurt is. I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I, Every, I, I love, I love Wurt so much. He's just so high strong, and <laughs> mm-hmm. so relatable. I love Wurt. I love Wurt a lot. Mm-hmm greg's like well i'm gonna go do something like i'm gonna go find the beast or i'm gonna go do something um and he ends up in a barrel because there was a turtle in there there's a lot of turtles in this series as well yes yes so he ends up in a barrel with a turtle and then there is a dog. giant giant dog appears with mm-hmm. huge glowing eyes and i just love the line <laughs> so then he's it's like kind of a cute like cartoony scene where he's running away from mm-hmm. the dog. The dog is like knocking everything over and destroying the mill, like absolutely destroying the mill. Mm-hmm. Um, it's big. It's very big and it's breaking everything. It's breaking mm-hmm. everything. It gets stuck inside the mill and mm-hmm. then in kind of like it seems like an ode to spirited away, uh this like black turtle comes out of it That's so and funny. And it returns back to a normal, just like a normal-looking dog.
1: And and where is like, Greg, this is all your fault. And the woodsman's like, no, like, it's your responsibility as the older brother. Like,
0: but you're being a bad
2: brother, which mm is kind of true.
1: Yeah, we got some, we got some Max vibes in here.
2: And you do find out from the woodsman that that dog was not the beast.
1: Yeah, he's like, like we did it. We got rid of it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He kind of like assigns them their tasks for the rest of the series pretty much he's like all right you look after your brother like you're gonna need each other to get home and then he's just like little one you name that frog and so it's (laughs) just like he knows he knows his priorities i think the woodsman would be he's probably a good dad he's just like overbearing maybe
2: the woodsman is for sure a good dad for sure yeah He's, Um, he's really he's good
1: Mhm. We rewatched it the other day. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and you were like, "Man, that was so fast." I think that is the appeal of this first episode for sure. It's like it's quick and breezy and gives us just yeah. enough info like lost kids, weird woods, creepy woodsmen, I also monsters. Um Yeah.
2: It is so fast. I watched this series several times a month like all mm-hmm. the time. So it's crazy how fast it goes by. Because like, I, I just put it on repeat. So it's just like sitting down to like actually like watch it, watch it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's like, oh
0: man, it's so fast. Right. It's so fast.
1: Mm-hmm. In, in that same kind of vein, like there's a musical montage at the beginning of it. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like I always make a new discovery or like realization during that first section. Um, so like... There's Greg picking up the Rock Facts rock, and there's yes. footage of the woodsman's daughter, and he's in the background, like hacking away at a tree, and there's Beatrice and her dog, which I think the monster from this first episode is her dog. Probably, yeah. Probably. Okay.
2: And we see there's like a couple dogs, I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It used to be E, but it probably, probably.
1: <laughs> he spat up this turtle and now he's my best friend. <laughs>
2: I'm excited to hear you talk about this episode because it's one of my favorites.
1: Yes. Okay. Um. So, first big spoiler out of the way. Uh. Let's just get into it. Essentially, the unknown, the place that the boys are traveling through, is like purgatory or purgatory adjacent. Yes,
2: it's um, like it gets less lighthearted as we
0: go along.
1: Yes, and so. Of it, so, like, in hindsight, re-watching the series, I think this episode is, like, probably the clearest indicator um, mm-hmm. that they are in some kind of limbo. Um, so, the woodsman tells them, try to find the nearest town. Like, I don't know, like, this, this partnership of ours is not going to work out, like, because y'all don't yeah. trust me. So, like, just try to find the nearest town. Um, and so, they do. They find Beatrice, um, who is stuck in a bush. Greg rescues her. And so, she's like, hey, I got to, like... I'm sworn to you now. Like, I gotta return the favor. It's funny, because, like, right off the bat, she kind of doesn't, like, work, and so she's like, let's ditch your brother and get out of here.
2: Her and Warwick's interactions are golden.
1: I love Greg. I feel like the good thing about Greg is that, like, what separates him from other characters of his, like, type, I guess the comic relief, is that, like, everything Greg does, he is trying to be helpful, and he is trying to, like... (laughs) appease Boy. his brother pretty much. Yeah. He is so sweet. It's unbelievable.
2: I, I do want to say I like the part where uh, Greg is like, let's small talk. My name's Greg. What's yours? Beatrice? My brother's name is Word. Who cares? Uh-huh. And Word just like looks so <laughs> uh-huh. It's
1: so funny. The series is so quotable. You're all you're all gonna be sick of it, me by the end of it. Um, it's so and so they come to Pottsfield, uh, which is this like very harvesty, kind of pilgrim aesthetic town. Um, everybody is wearing pumpkins and and hay, um and they're all celebrating the harvest. um and They're like, "Oh, this must be where we can ask for help." And then things get very unsettling very quickly. <laughs> um. <laughs> yes, well they step on a couple of pumpkins first, and then they enter into the dance that they're having, and they like strike up conversation. Um, and then this line is probably, like, the clearest thing, because he starts talking to this pumpkin girl, which I don't know what else to call them, besides from pumpkin people.
0: Yeah, I feel like pumpkin people,
2: it's very, this one's very also heavily a nod to Tome of the Unknown, I feel like,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: like, the pumpkin people versus, like, the vegetable people.
1: Oh, right, oh yeah, that might be a clear nod, because he's like, oh, you're all wearing costumes, and one of the older dudes is like, oh Yeah. Vegetables don't talk. He's like, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, and then he's talking to this girl, and she says...
0: Say, aren't you a little too early? What do you mean? I mean, it doesn't seem like you're ready to join us just yet.
1: She doesn't say, you're too young, but like too yeah. early because he's still like technically alive. So mm. they're
2: like, this is off.
1: They disrupt the party, and uh, the village chief, I guess, is, is what he would be... Uh, Enoch. I love uh, Enoch. Enoch is probably the coolest design for a character. I think. Oh yeah. because um, he's just like super unsettling, but would feel like totally a- at home in like an antique shop.
2: He's so it's funny you say unsettling because he feels so welcoming to me. I don't <laughs> like. I just love Enoch. He feels like a like a spooky maypole. Like that's what right. he feels like. It's just like mm-hmm. he's so comfy. I, if I ever get a tattoo, I will get one of Enoch
1: for mm-hmm. sure they upset the villagers and so Enoch is like all right well i guess we gotta assign you to some community service <laughs>
2: the uh, way he says it's
1: so funny because uh-huh. uh, what how does it go he's like, he's like
2: he tries to be all like scary and he's mm-hmm. like
0: you'll never convict you have no proof
1: children it saddens me
0: that you don't wish to stay here with us Particularly because I simply have to punish you for your transgressions.
1: I told you this place was bad news.
0: So, by the order of the Pottsville Chamber of Commerce, I find you guilty of trespassing, destruction of property, disturbing the peace, and murder.
1: Murder? Told no, not murder. We get another little musical montage where they're doing their community service. Uh, Beatrice is like super wigged out by all of this, she is not a fan um sit
0: there.
1: yeah no and they are all even she as a little bird is like chained to them they're like a little chain so gang cute. doing their work so um cute. and so they are working in a field digging these ditches and beatrice is like hey uh what do you think these ditches are for and uh greg is like oh hey i found a treasure uh i found buried treasure he's like what is it it's a skeleton <laughs> uh and <laughs> so Wirt is like, oh my gosh, they're having us dig our own graves. They're trying to escape because they think they're going to die. And uh, Wirt is tasked to like distract them while they while they pick the lock. Um, mm-hmm. And so he was like, do you finish your manual labor? And it's like, oh yeah, we were digging and then we found rocks. And you guys don't want rocks, right? And they're like, no, no, I don't think we want rocks. Uh, and then he sees them like bail and, and he's like, oh my gosh, they left me. And then the, the old guy's like, Well, what happened with the
0: rocks? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, like, the skeleton gets up, and you realize that all the people living in Pottsfield are skeletons wearing pumpkins and hay and everything. So these people celebrating are celebrating the harvest, but also, I guess, like the return of their loved ones.
2: Yeah. Um, they, whenever, so, like, whenever they're talking about the rocks, it's when the, the skeleton climbs out. And. Mm-hmm. Where it's like they're all skeletons, and they're like, Oh, mm-hmm. thanks for digging up the life of the party.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. <It's laughs>
2: so, yeah, they're just digging up the, the skeletons to come mm-hmm. hang out for the harvest season,
1: yes. Uh, and so they get away, and where is like, Okay, Beatrice, I guess uh, you helped us escape, so you're you're in the clear. And she's like, No, nah, they probably wouldn't have hurt you, so like, still yeah. honor bound.
0: Yeah, like y'all weren't in any real danger. Yes.
1: And so they go on their way. I think by nature of the show, like, every episode is pretty cyclical. Um, so, like, they get to a place, misadventure, and then wander off again.
2: Yes. It follows the formula for a bit. And then things change. Uh, about, mm. about the Tim Curry episode, I feel like things start to change.
0: Yeah, that's like the uh-huh. last
2: one. That's a real the. I'm so glad that the Tim Curry episode is like the tonal shift mm, in this series because it really us, is. Tell them. Brings us to our next yeah.
1: misadventure.
2: The next one is called Schooltown Town Follies. Uh, this is one of my favorite songs, not my favorite song in the series, but one of my favorite songs in it. Mm-hmm. It is very musical. Uh, this is one of the episodes that was majorly really cut short, though. Due oh, to production. Okay. Uh, the, the song in it is uh, very long and was actually written specifically for the voice actors of Miss Lane Tree. So, But they had to cut it,
0: which oh, is okay.
2: such a bummer. But they mm-hmm. come up to this school. It is a school <laughs> full of students that are animals in uh-huh. little outfits. And they're so cute. It's like little school uniform dogs, like a little like a little bulldog and like a little bunny.
0: Sure.
2: Um, and there's a human teacher there called the sling uh, mm-hmm. meanwhile, Beatrice and Wirt are having one of my favorite like squabbles. where oh, She's yeah. like, uh-huh. she's like, you just do anything anyone tells you to. And he's like, Such
0: a
1: pushover.
2: and he's like, well, I guess I am. And so then he uh. just starts taking it literally. And mm-hmm. <laughs> he just does everything everyone tells him <laughs> to. And she's like, Word, like she's like, please stop, and like it's really their first interaction where it feels like they're just like bantering friends.
0: Uh-huh. It,
2: it's so fun. Uh, so mm. they they're there, and Miss Langtree makes them join class because she's like, students get the class. Like you have to do things. Mm. Like we're going to class now,
1: young uh, man. The bell has rung. Please take your seat. It's like exactly. oh 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 no, he can't learn. He's too dumb.
2: Well, and. And they're like no we're getting out of here right and, like beatrice is like we're leaving uh-huh. and where it's like oh no she told me to take my seat so, <laughs> so he, yeah, so he uh-huh. goes and takes his seat uh greg says he's not learning so he <laughs> befriends animals outside and they are playing a game called two old cat where he finds these cats and he holds them up and he's like oh, i found an old cat and then uh-huh. <laughs> One of the animals finds a really old cat and he's like, oh no, that cat is too old. And then they uh-huh. put the cat down. Um, meanwhile, they're in the school listening to Miss Langtree sing a oh, really...
1: About that no good, yeah. dirty man of hers, yeah. Jimmy Brown. Jimmy
2: Brown, uh, her man has left her. So she sings an ABC song about jimmy brown and
1: g is for the gentleman i thought he was when he first said hi h i j is for the joker that is jimmy b the man who
2: made me beatrice and Wirt have like a little squabble they're just she mm-hmm. she's like calling him ridiculous and then uh miss lane Tree stops her song and it's like young man get in the dunce box and, and he's like okay and so he gets in the dunce box and beatrice is like why and like she's like I'm already why? wearing a
1: cone on his
0: head yeah, like.
2: she's like why are you getting in the dunce box and it's so funny uh-huh. um then outside there is a gorilla <laughs>
1: Yes, the school has its fair share of problems. They're low on funds and there's Jimmy Brown's missing and there's a wild gorilla on the loose. A
2: wild gorilla and it appears and it is outside and Greg says, Gorilla! (laughs) (laughs) And they're very scared of this gorilla. So, Mm -hmm. he's inside I think after this, Uh, they're eating. It's like everyone inside, blah, 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 you know, Mm -hmm. because they're hiding inside. and. Another good song, another great song, two great songs in this episode. Uh, Greg is like, this song's boring, and then sings, Uh gets her to play the piano and sings a song called Potatoes and Molasses, Mm -hmm. which sounds disgusting, and I remember when this series came out, people on Twitter, this is early days Twitter, you know, like 2014, 15 Twitter, Uh were getting their maple syrup, like corn, sugar, maple syrup, out of (laughs) their... Pandries and putting it in mashed potatoes. I remember so many people being like, this is gross. And it's like molasses is not maple syrup. Uh, oh no.
1: Yeah. I remember seeing like videos of people trying it on Tumblr and stuff.
2: Oh my God. I was like, are y'all dumb? Like it's this so is funny, just sugar. Though. Don't put sugar on your mashed potatoes. Like, Cause her yeah, dad shows thing. up. Yeah. Uh, so the, her dad shows up and is like, taking all the instruments and it's like we don't have time to make music we don't have money for this like we don't have money for this and he Mm -hmm. leaves and he's like a really big dude which i think is your favorite part of this episode so so he's a really big dude so then they're like we're gonna go to bed so they're laying in bed and it's my favorite line in this episode because Mm -hmm. This, this interaction between Beatrice and Wirt is like literally me and one of my friends, so I just love it. She's like, when are you going to give this up, Wirt? And he's like, never, maybe never. Maybe <laughs> I'll just do this forever. It was so funny. <laughs> it's so good. He's like, he's being so stubborn. She's like,
0: Because right.
1: ah. she like almost and, leads with like the compliment. She's like, okay, I have to admit, like you're yeah. not a pushover. And he's like, oh, really? She's like, yeah, you're a big stubborn jerk. When are you going to give this yeah. up? Maybe never. Maybe
2: <laughs> never. Oh my god! Uh, but then they go out into the woods.
1: Yes, because all the animals are sad, and Greg wants to help. And that was a that was a big thing in this at the beginning of this episode. Is Beatrice is telling Greg like, "Oh, you know, the world sucks, my dude. Like, yeah. kind of just got to roll with it." And his response to that is like, "Oh, we've got to make the world a better place, then." And That's so good. it's just very cute. So he's like, "I'm gonna help out my my animal friends." Uh, mm-hmm. And so, they sneak out uh, and they find the father like camping out in the woods. Um, He takes out the instruments and then he takes off his coat, this ridiculously huge coat to reveal this like absolutely scrawny man. And he's just like, (laughs) like, the illusion is so funny. I don't know why this tiny dude stepping out of this gigantic coat and using it as a tent is so funny to me. But he like pitches a tent using a trombone in his coat and he's yeah. like Oh, I I wish we could help the animals. I thought we were doing a good thing. He's like, We're running I... low on funds. And then loathsome Jimmy Brown has left my daughter. And then he's like, not yeah. to mention that gorilla on the loose. The
2: gorilla on the loose. And then where it's like, Okay, what's what's your plan? And Greg's Uh, like, let's steal his stuff. uh, uh, (laughs) He just says, let's steal his stuff. The sad old man. They take all his stuff. But then uh, immediately next scene, they have put together a benefit concert for the school. So they're putting on this concert to earn money, to keep the school open. Um, They're having a jolly good time when all of a sudden... A gorilla shows up.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) The gorilla that's
2: on the loose and then Uh shenanigans ensue. And then Wirt trips because he didn't tie his shoe because he refused to because Beatrice told him to tie his shoe. So he Mm. didn't. (laughs) And then he trips over the gorilla. Uh, knocking his head off and, surprise, it's Jimmy Brown. He got stuck inside of the costume he's been trying to tell people he got stuck into the costume. He had joined the, the circus to raise <laughs> extra funds.
1: And he sounds, like, he sounds exactly like Hank Hill. It's so weird. I like, thought
2: it was Mike Judge for so long, but it's not. It's so crazy. It, he really does sound like Hank Hill. Yeah.
1: No, he's like, that's right, I was the gorilla. It's like every time I tried to tell people, they got too gosh darn scared of me.
2: <laughs> it's so funny, um, and that episode rounds off really nicely with Beatrice being like tie your shoe, and then we're tying mm-hmm. it, and it's just like ah, uh, I love yes. them so much. They're, they're my favorite friendship in like any series. Like their friendship is just so good. I know a lot of people ship them, which like you're valid people, but for me, they're like my favorite friendship.
1: I. So- I kind of do just based off of one episode cuz I like misinterpreted it initially. Um and we'll get to it.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: in but yeah, that, The the third one is probably the cutest episode like out of all of them.
0: Yeah, it's so uh, cute.
1: But the fourth, the next one, do you have the name of it?
2: It's called Songs of the Dark Lantern.
1: This one is my probably my favorite episode.
2: This one has my favorite song in it, so I will stop you to mention which song it is. But okay, be
1: to. so this one starts off. Uh, they are stowing away in the in the back of a carriage, of uh, being driven by this dude who is uh, apparently running from the beast. He's like, "The beast is upon us! <laughs> like, we have to get away! Run the beast!" And uh, and they're like, "Greg, do you see the beast?" And he's uh, and he pokes his head out. He's like, "I don't see anything. That driver's nuts." Uh, <laughs> And Greg is very hungry, uh, which is like the joke for this episode. Um, So they're getting more and more lost and Beatrice is like, all right, well, we got to get directions or something. They hop off of the carriage um, and they come across a tavern um, and they go inside and try to find directions. And of course, things go awry because of course they do. Um, the first thing that goes wrong uh, is that the tavern keeper uh, does not like bluebirds, Uh, and so so Beatrice tries to introduce them, and she's like giving her best like sales pitch, like I'm trying to help these two lovely lost boys get home, and then she just gets hit with a broom, (laughs) 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 and she's like, Ah, what are you doing? And she's like. What are you doing bringing a bird into my tavern? Don't you know that birds are bad luck? Like they're good uh, luck good lady.
2: Luck. She goes her lady. Mm-hmm. She stops she like drops the <laughs> act immediately.
1: Beatrice is many things, but like Sweet is not <laughs> the Whoa. leading one, probably. <laughs> and the the tavern lady is just like, There's so many like quotable parts from this episode specifically. She's like, Good luck, bad luck. I don't need any of it. And so <laughs> Beatrice is like forced to wait outside. While- on, and
2: on her way out, she's like Curse you, curse you in your tavern, and she's like I put a curse here
1: yeah so one day you'll die and I'll laugh,
2: laugh
0: so funny
1: um and so she has to wait like in the stable with with a weird horse um and leave socially awkward work to like kind of diffuse the situation and so they start introducing uh, themselves to everybody because uh, the tavern keeper is like all right what are you what are you doing here? who are you and it's like, oh I'm I'm Wert and this is my brother Greg. And they're like, "No, but who are you?" Um, because everybody in this town has like their occupation, and like that is the sole thing that defines them. And so we run down the list of like characters. So there's the tavern keeper, there's the butcher, there's the baker, there's the tailor, uh, the highwayman, the. Highway I feel like there's a couple. Oh, the the master and the apprentice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're like, "So what? What are you?" And he's like, uh, I, don't, I don't really know. I don't, I don't like labels. And one dude is like, maybe he's a simple fool. And we're just, just very confused, which I think is fair. Meanwhile, Greg is just like having a little feast to himself. One, yeah.
2: well, because while this is happening too, it's actually like the a tiny little part of this episode, but it's my favorite song. Um, it's the Highwayman. <laughs> Whenever he introduces himself, they're literally all introducing themselves. <laughs> and then he just goes... I'm the highway man. And they're like, it okay.
1: It's so funny, because it's like it's like kind of a close-up on where in the in the tavern is they're like talking and then it's just a super wide cut and the highway the highway man looks so tiny, he's just like, I'm the highwayman.
2: So good. And that voice, this is how I discovered my favorite blue artist. His name is Jaron Jerome Is it Jaron or Jerome? I actually don't know. I just call him Blind Boy, but he's Blind Boy uh-huh. Blind Boy Paxton um he's like our age but he makes like really old sounding blues music and he gets to sing uh-huh. the highwayman song i'm
1: the highwayman i make ends meet just like any man i work with my hands if you cross my path i'll knock you out let you off the road steal your shoes from off your feet the highwayman
2: it... Uh, it's just like a blues song and it's got the coolest piece of animation I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. Just like his movements are very like rubber bandy. Oh, it's just it's so like good. I love a, that scene.
1: It kind of looks like a fisheye lens. Like As he gets closer, yeah. everything like rounds out and looks distorted. And so it's very cool. I did see an animation breakdown on Twitter, I think, by one of the artists. It's so interesting.
2: I'm glad they did that too because... That's just that. That whole sequence is so cool. I like to rewatch it. I'm like, man, if I was an animator, I would want to be able to make mm-hmm. things of this caliber. Cause it's so good.
1: And so, where kind of gives up on the on the tavern keeper, and he's like, he sees this weird old like Geppetto looking dude, just like laughing to himself by the fire. This is also kind of like <laughs> it's the most like Dark Souls uh, episode because it's just like all these weirdos like laughing to themselves yeah. and like. <laughs>
2: Everyone in here is their own character. Like It's a bunch of main characters in a tavern. It's so mm. funny.
1: Yes. Um, and so, like, oh, I forgot to mention, Beatrice has promised to lead the boys to uh, Adelaide of the Pasture. Um, the
2: good lady of the Pasture.
1: Who's supposed to be, like, a helpful witch, fairy godmother type thing. Uh, and so we're approaches, I guess he's a toy maker. I forget what he is. Um, we see yeah. him making toys later. But he's like, oh, we're trying to get to Adelaide and it's like, oh, it's a girl you're looking for, huh? Maybe you maybe you're not the simple minded fool everybody takes you for. <laughs> it's like, you're the young lover. He's like, what? No, no. like no. We're
2: so embarrassed. He's like, no,
0: no, no.
1: And they're like, well, sing us your love song. And he's like, what love song? And the big the butcher's like,
0: Yeah, lover, sing us your love song. <laughs>
1: And then he's and then he breaks into song and it's not very good. It's not a good voice song crack. at all.
2: Elijah Wood nails the like awkward voice crack.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He's so good at it.
2: This is also really important. The song he sings, he he mentions that Greg is his half brother. Yeah. And that Greg's dad is his stepdad. Mm-hmm. and so he mentions that that kind of is like important to like why he is sometimes really weird about Greg
0: mm-hmm.
2: you can tell there's I mean like you're you're a kid you're like in high school you're like awkward mm-hmm. uh your parents get divorced and then your mom remarries and has a kid that's weird and like won't
0: ever leave you alone so yeah with that
1: that makes sense um but yeah the gist of his song is like we need directions we're not from around here uh and so, upon hearing his song, the ta- the village tavern folk kind of finally understand, uh, and they're like, "Oh, you're not the young lover; you're the pilgrim." He's like, "What? Like the guys who eat turkey and cranberry sauce?" And I'm like, "No, nah, you're on you're on like a sacred journey, my dude. Like, because it's like one of my favorite parts because they're just like." adding all these descriptives to what a pilgrim is, and then the baker's like, the master of your own destiny. He's, like, super drunk or something, and I don't know what it is, but he talks funny, and it makes me laugh every time. I
2: really like a, the tavern keeps voice. Her voice is really nice.
1: Mm-hmm. She's, like, very Betty boop It's
2: very Betty Boop. Even her, like, art style is very Betty Boop. So, But she sings a song in a bit here, too, which is nice.
1: Yeah. Uh, and so they start they start telling him about the gorilla, and how they fought or how they met the the woodsman and uh he warned them about the beast and like a hush falls over the tavern uh and the tavern keeper's like oh we all we know about the beast um and so this is where we get like the first like really in-depth kind of description better be wise and don't believe his lies for once your will be He'll turn you to a tree of oil, and use you in his lantern for to burn." And because the woodsman is in possession of the lantern, they all assume that he is the beast.
0: Yeah.
2: They're like, wait, the woodsman is the lantern and she's like, he who holds the lantern is the beast. And they're Mm
1: -hmm. like, oh. And so, they're like, okay, so now, now that that's settled, can we get directions? Uh, and then the little apprentice is like, oh, you don't, need, you don't need directions, Pilgrim. You follow that compass inside your heart. He's like, no, we need directions. <laughs> uh, and then Beatrice, who's been outside, hears the beast singing um, and can also hear the sound of like chopping wood. And so, goes to investigate it because I don't think she at this point has not met the woodsman. What? Um But while she is out there, she, it's like storming and she crashes into a branch and screams. And so everybody's like, go rescue your friend, get out of here. Like find your own destiny, all that good stuff. (laughs) Uh, And so so they steal a horse. Uh, He's like, I'm going to pretend to know how to ride you. Uh, And they come across the woodsman holding the ax and the lantern and Beatrice is knocked to the ground. And so of course, like work kind of assumes the worst and, uh. Kicks it uh, from his hand, and they and they escape.
2: Um, uh, I'd also like to point out that earlier, Beatrice is outside in the rain talking to this horse, and she's like, "Oh, you can't talk. I'm an idiot," you know. Mm-hmm. She's like, "That's important."
1: <laughs> yes. And so they are riding away on the horse, and she's she wakes up and she's like, "No, nah, like it wasn't him. I just I just panicked and crashed." Um, and she's like, "Did you get directions?" And he's like, "Yeah, we got it from from Fred." She's like, who's Fred? And it's the horse. The horse can talk. His name is Fred.
0: And she's like, you can talk.
1: He says, nice to horse your acquaintance. So I weird. I don't understand what that means. Nothing. But okay. It
2: means nothing. Fred is so
0: weird.
1: But yeah, all, um, the, all the characters in this episode are just my favorite because they are absolute caricatures of, of professions and like yeah. so goofy. And all the all the voices are just like top notch.
2: They're so good. Um, and that brings us to the next episode, which is one of my favorite. It's the first episode with John Cleese, um, mm-hmm. who I also love. I don't know if we mentioned he's in this, but he is in this. I love him. Uh, I believe he's the one they had to do like remote voice acting with because he did not live in the U.S.
0: Um, that makes sense. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but this episode is called Mad Love. And it opens up kind of abruptly because you just saw them talking to that horse. But whenever it opens up, they're like, already at a dinner table with this mm-hmm. old man. Uh, and again, it has to do with that, like, it might have to do with them having to cut stuff, but it works out nicely and shows, like, the time moves weird in purgatory. Like, it, it, like it's just kind of bouncing around. Uh, mm. But none of, nobody in the party really notices. Mm. Um, so they're there. They're pretending to be this wealthy, eccentric man named Quincy and Descartes, uh nephews.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, that he's and never they, heard he, of.
2: Yeah, he's never heard of them, but he just assumes they're his nephews. He, he's like, oh, okay. You must be my nephews, um, because they need money to take the ferry to get to Adelaide. They need to cross Mm -hmm. the river. um, And they're like, how are we going to get money? And (laughs) Beatrice says, oh, I was thinking of just straight up stealing from him. What?
0: No way. Why not? We already stole a horse. Hey, guys. No, we didn't. Fred's a talking horse. He can do whatever he wants.
1: I want to (gasps) steal.
0: What? You guys are bonkers. Fred is a little so, like
1: kleptomaniac. <laughs> he is.
0: He
2: really is. So, then they're going around the house looking for places to steal money from. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just kind of like looking. Uh, they split up like the party splits up. So it's mm-hmm. Greg and Fred and Endicott uh, mm-hmm. are kind of looking around. And Endicott starts telling you like that they're looking around and a peacock shows up. Endicott's scared, and is like, oh, I've seen a ghost. There's yes. been a ghost in my house, and it's been scaring me, and I see it. It's a beautiful lady. Like, he's like, it's a beautiful uh-huh. lady ghost, and they're like, well, let's find this ghost.
1: Because <laughs> yeah. Greg is so, like, he is also sold on this. He's like, unky, unky Endicott, yeah. what's wrong?
2: And he's like, oh, he's my uncle now. <laughs> so it's, um. like, it's really cute, but they they're, like, looking around. Meanwhile, the horse is, like, knocking stuff over, trying to steal. Just mm-hmm. anything he can find. Giant um,
0: Faberge eggs and stuff.
2: And then Beatrice and Wirt get stuck in this like wardrobe. Mm-hmm. They they get in the wardrobe and <laughs> he's like, oh, looks like we have to talk to each other because they're <laughs> stuck. And Beatrice <laughs> is like, no, let me out. Because
1: they so only need they only need two cents. two cents, and so like that is what sells Wirt on this whole thing. Is like, oh, okay, that's not. That's not too bad. Yeah,
2: we can steal okay. two cents. And so
1: they're yeah, going to check his pockets and then they fall in or something.
2: Yeah, yeah, they get stuck in there. It, like, won't open. Uh, then mm-hmm. it goes back to them looking for the ghost. They find the room that the ghost lives in. They're like, oh, this is where I see her. And it's, like, a totally different looking room. They're uh, looking for her. I don't think they find her right then.
1: No, because, like, this whole time Endicott is monologuing and uh, yeah. very, like, Edgar Allan. He's like, what um, if
2: I am the ghost? What if this, like, uh, what if I've gone yeah. mad? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Greg is like, don't be mad, Uncle Endicott. <laughs>
2: yeah, and then Fred is like, what if you murdered the lady of the house? Like, mm. He's like, you killed her, and the Fred goes off the rails a bit. Yeah. Um, then it goes back to Bert <laughs> and Beatrice talking, and this is also my favorite interaction, because again, it reminds me a lot of you, my friend. Uh-huh. Um, Beatrice is telling
0: she says that she doesn't like to wear shoes or something Like, and he's like oh it's little bird coats or something it's something like that because oh, uh,
1: yeah because they're talking about the coats and she's like oh maybe he sewed the co- the coins on the inside like on the seams of the the pockets instead of the yeah. actual pockets um
0: and he's like well you wear little bird coats
1: uh-huh
2: and she's like no fool when i was a human like, wait <laughs> did i know that and so Beatrice goes on to tell him that she threw a rock at a bluebird and then was cursed and it cursed her and her whole entire family to become bluebirds mm-hmm. and she's trying to reverse that curse. Um, mm-hmm. so then Ward's like, oh, I need to share something about myself too. And uh-huh. he's like, he's like, well, and he gets ready to tell it and he's like amping up, right? up and he's like, I have a crush on a girl.
0: <laughs> and then like, "It's the <laughs>
2: She's uh-huh. like, uh, and? And he's like, and I was for poetry to myself at night. And she's like, that's it? Like, she's like, word, that's normal. And she's like, well, maybe not the poetry thing. <laughs> but it's so funny because he's, like, so scared to be like, I have a crush on a girl. And then uh-huh. she's just like, me and my whole family are cursed to be bloopers forever. <laughs> uh-huh. And she's like, your whole thing is that you're cursed? Uh-huh. Uh, and he mentions he plays the clarinet or something. like it. <laughs> uh-huh. And she's like, okay, well, you're not that weird. And then they get out.
1: Yeah, they notice and a, he- a breeze in the back of the wardrobe and it like reveals to be a false mm-hmm, back or and something
2: and this is also a very good word line he's like he mentions that this room looks very different because it doesn't match endicott's georgian sensibilities it's more french <laughs> rococo style and beatrice goes who are you she's like, she's like what she's like "What are you saying but it's because like, i'm not true? something
1: i should know <laughs> it's
2: true though it is it's a very different looking house so they're mm-hmm. like what is this and then They run into uh, the whole rest of the party, and this lady, and then Mm -hmm. they both faint. Endicott and this woman faint. They then talk to them, and it turns out uh, Endicott owns a tea brand, and this woman owns a tea brand. I forget her name. What is her name? Gray. Margaret Margaret Gray. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, They both own tea places, and their mansions are so huge that they connected, and they never noticed it.
1: And so they both assumed that each other was the ghost.
2: They thought they were both the ghosts, which is funny because they are, but, um, yeah, so they're like, oh, well, we can work together. So they make Indicott and gray tea, uh, mm-hmm. they employ Fred, he gets a whole outfit because the passage mm-hmm. of time is weird, and then he gives Greg two pennies and says, mm-hmm. because you have a lot of sense." and <laughs> as they're walking away... Greg turns like, oh, around.
1: We can pay for the fairy now.
2: Greg turns around and chunks the two pennies into a really deep fountain. And <laughs> we like, what are you doing? And he goes, Indicott got me pegged, pegged all off. wrong. I have no sense. No sense at all.
0: <laughs> it's, so, <laughs> it's, so uh, it's
2: honestly something a kid would say. Like, kids are weird like that. They definitely, uh-huh. like, it's
0: Completely serious. Yes.
2: And yeah. so then they... They have to just go figure out how to get onto the ferry without money. After all of that, nothing nothing came of that except for mm. like you get you get to find out like words a nervous little boy. You you already knew that you know. Yeah. Um, Beatrice uh-huh. and words get to know each other better. You get to find out Beatrice is not always a bluebird; She is a person.
1: Right. I think okay, okay. It's not yeah. my favorite episode in the series. Which one? This one. The. The Endicott, the Mad Love episode. is not my favorite.
0: Oh, I like that one a lot just because
2: of that interaction in the coat closet.
1: That's very good, but, like, all the
2: all I the John stealing.
1: Cleese stuff is kind of... I don't know. Because I think... Okay, here's a hot take of the episode. I think John Cleese knows how to play, like, two characters very well. Or, like like, at this point in his career, gets cast as, like, two types of character. And so, like... Because I've seen that same character like over and over and over again. I'm kind of bored. Like, I don't
2: know. I, I, I really like Indicut.
1: Like his his monologues are great, but I don't know. I don't that know. is a hot
2: take. It I feels have
1: very. I
0: heartily disagree with you. It
1: feels very. Okay, and also part of it is it's like I can't help but picture the king from Shrek 2. Is that what you want me to oh, say?
0: No. <laughs> no. I yeah. mean, Don Cleese is another character in this, so. Mm-hmm. Yes. I where like that character care. more. Um I like yeah, I, I
2: really like Indicott, And I like like all the I haven't got no sense, no sense
0: at all. Uh-huh. like uh the, again like the the wort Beatrice character development. Yes.
1: That's I do like the <laughs> the part where he's arguing with Fred and he's like, What are you implying, my equine companion? Yeah. It's like, Oh, nothing, nothing. You killed the lady in the house of the house and yeah. you're impersonating her. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, you, so you're after my money? Do you know what I had to do? What these hands have had to do to get that money?
0: Like these dirty, dirty
2: hands. Dirty hands. It's so funny, but yeah, I get it. Like John Cleese does play like the, pretty much the same character all the time. But I, I like it. I like it. I don't think there's an episode of the series that I'm like meh.
1: No, it's know. just it's the one that I like always forget about if I'm like thinking about the series. I'm like, oh right, okay. Here's the the mansion episode.
0: That's fair. That's fair.
1: Um, the next one, though, I like very much, and I think it is like okay. where ninety percent of like people get their source for the Wurt and Beatrice ship. Really? Um, Wait, I think so. So I will. I will. I'll. I'll get into it.
0: Okay. This um, one was called Lullaby in Frogland.
1: Yes. Um, So we start the episode and they are on the ferry. Uh, They have snuck on board. They're having a jolly old time. This is probably the happiest that we have seen work because he's like, we're going to get home. Everything's going to be great. Uh, But Beatrice is being like kind of mopey and he comments on it. He's like, you're being uncharacteristically wistful. Uh, She's like, yeah, just one more day and then you'll be gone. So I think because how I initially interpreted it is that whenever she does that, she does not want the two of them to leave yeah, because she I ha-
0: want them to die
1: yeah but like right? i don't like for 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 shipping purposes i think it is she does not want them to leave and go home because she wants to stay with them we find out later in the episode that that is not true but every instance of that like
0: well,
1: creates this
2: i get too like people ship her i just like like her more i think maybe too now because I like, I kind of see like me and my friend and our friendship and like their friendship it's like weird like right. I could not like I just like so disconnected from like I could not <laughs> shift that like in my brain
1: mhm uh but yeah they've they've snuck onto the ferry which is piloted and is like entirely occupied by frogs uh all dressed up in Victorian fancy garb uh, Yeah. except for Except for Greg Words Frog, who is named George Washington in this episode. Uh, George Washington is nude. The president is naked. And it's very sad. And so Greg is like, well, that's weird. Why isn't he wearing clothes? Like, should we do something about that? It's like, he's our frog. Or it's like, well, he's not my frog. Or our frog. We don't even know if it's a guy. Uh, (laughs) And Greg is like...
0: (gasps) On George, you're a manly frog, and you need some socks.
1: He's like, feel these cold feet. He's like, I'm not gonna. He's a frog. He's supposed to be cold. Um, <laughs> but the frog cops, I guess, frog bodyguards, um, are like patrolling the boat, and they know something is up. They know that there are stowaways. Uh, and Beatrice is like, oh, they're probably looking for you because you didn't pay. And and where it's like, well, Greg threw away all of our money, like. It's not my <laughs> fault. Uh, and so um, Beatrice is like, oh, you should turn yourself in and you should stay here And he's like, we can't. we gotta like we gotta get to Adelaide like you said.
0: Um,
2: yeah, I think we're not gonna get arrested today.
1: <laughs> yeah, today's not a good day to be arrested by frogs. Um, so I don't remember what kicks it off, but it starts this whole chase sequence um, where they're being chased by the frogs. They pass by the captain of the ship, and they like both stop and salute the captain before they carry on. Oh my God. Uh, and then they also knock uh, uh, an armful of tadpoles onto the deck.
0: Tadpoles, babies! I love that.
1: <laughs> That's so funny. I love the aesthetic of this one. Yeah, it's it's very like uh, oh, Mr. To- Mr. Toad and Frog, or you know yes, that one. Yes. 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 Mr. Todd. Mr. Mr. Todd, Todd is something else. Mr.
0: Todd.
1: <laughs> um, but they eventually escape and hide in a closet, and they put on this, like, they do the classic kid in a trench coat thing, uh, okay. except the frog is the head. Um, and they've got... Craig <laughs> is disguised as a drum. Uh, and so With they... I his are...
0: eyes poked through
1: Yes. And so uh, they are trying to blend in... <laughs>
0: Ow, 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 drummy, drummy. I said act natural. It is natural. I'm a drum. And so
1: they join the band accidentally uh, and then they accidentally knock out the bassoon player and all the frogs get very upset because dog, those frogs love the bassoon. They Um, love the bassoon. It is. Yes, it's very. How would you describe that music?
2: I mean, this whole series gives me very, like, Louisiana vibes. It's very, like, on yeah. the river, uh, Louisiana.
1: I think that's, that's probably... That
2: feeling. I, I think that is, like, where it's supposed to take place, too.
1: Okay, Earth. so very, like, jazz, bluesy, like... Yeah,
2: like, but it's cold there, so maybe it's not. But it, it is, like, especially this scene when they're on the riverboat. Right, very, right.
1: Like, Louisiana, I mean, Mississippi you know. type thing. In order to maintain their cover, like you gotta play, you gotta play the bassoon. Where and he's like, I, if I do that, they'll kick us off for sure. And that Beatrice <laughs> is like, okay, play it, play it. Like you gotta. uh He's like, I, I don't even know if I can do it. He's coming up with excuses. He's like, I play clarinet. Like the the embouchure is completely different. Like no one wants Yay. to hear me play bassoon. I love when he
2: says, I don't have the required ambusher. Like,
1: uh-huh.
0: I love it
2: so much. Also, side note okay. the. The guy who sings it, his name is Jack Jones. Okay. He was a big like jazz pop singer. Um, he's like won Grammys. He sang "The Race Is On," "The Impossible Dream," "Call Me Irresponsible." He sang the Love Boat theme, mm-hmm. "Lollipops and Roses" in the sixties. So he's just like a a famous singer. Dude.
1: And then surprise, surprise, George Washington can talk and sing. Well, at least sing because uh, I think that he also does the narration at the beginning and end of the series.
0: Yes, that is him.
1: Yes. Uh, so he starts singing a song, and it's just very, it's very chill and very good and romantic, and all the frogs are happy.
2: Yeah. It's the um, theme song, too, because it's just called Over the Garden Wall.
0: night
1: when the lake is a mirror And the moon rides the waves to the shore sets his voice singing content to be slightly forlorn i think <laughs> it is the most like iconic of the series probably yeah just because it's a very good moment they end their their voyage on the uh ship george washington has been signed to play with the band and so greg is afraid that they're gonna have to say goodbye. Um, they give him a pair of socks or something as like his yeah, signing oh, bonus. Yeah. Word is still very gung-ho. He's like, Okay, let's go to, to Adelaide and Beatrice is like, uh, oh, we should just we can go in the morning. Like, it's late. She probably doesn't wanna deal with us right now. Uh and so he's like, So what, are we just gonna sleep in the mud with the frogs? And Greg is like, <laughs> I call that mud. <laughs> he's uh, so excited then, to like, sleep in the mud. <laughs> and then, like dives into it. And so they go to sleep for the night and Beatrice leaves. She goes mm-hmm. to Adelaide, who is, who is in this cottage in the middle of the pasture, as, as told. Um, but you quickly find out that Beatrice was planning on betraying Greg and Wirt.
0: It's so um, sad,
2: but you can kind of see it coming.
1: In order to break the curse, uh, she promised Adelaide a child, um, a lost child from the woods, uh, to live with her, help out was her understanding, but Adelaide follows the commands of the beast um, and so was going to make whatever child that Beatrice brought into her servant and eventually pass them over to the beast.
2: And Adelaide is also John Cleese.
1: Yes, which is um, fun. Mm-hmm.
2: But I guess it is another character type that he does normally play, but it's fine. <laughs> well, this
1: one is fun. I like this one. Uh, cause Adelaide's very weird and creepy and of course Wirt and Greg like wake up and realize that Beatrice is gone and they see her fly away and are like right behind her as she's like, I can't, like, I thought you just wanted someone to help mow your lawn. Like, I'm not going to give you these kids. Adelaide is like, okay, well you promised, I guess you're going to stay as a bird. Uh, and she's like, well, what if I become your servant or whatever? And she's like, I need a strong child, uh, not a bird. She's like, well, cut my wings, right? And then, and then I'm yours. Like, give me the scissors, I'll cut my... Which seems very painful. Yeah. Adelaide is about to agree to it when Wirt and Greg wander into the house and realize that uh, they were going to be betrayed. And Wirt is very upset.
2: Wirt is um, super upset.
1: She's like, I thought we were friends. Um, yeah. And so Adelaide tries to trap them and... She says she's going to stuff their brains full of cotton so that they can't think. Uh, yeah. And once their will is gone, then she'll hand them over to the beast. But she's it in it for crazy. herself for a bit. She's yeah. like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some mileage out of this before I hand over two kids."
0: It's so creepy. Um,
1: but they open the window, and like Adelaide starts to not even melt. She like almost kind of combusts.
2: Yeah, she like disintegrates into uh-huh.
1: dust. Uh, and so. Wert grabs the scissors and is able to like cut himself and, and Greg out from the essentially spider's web of yarn that they had been trapped in. Uh and in the chaos, in the smoke, they abandon Beatrice.
2: Um I love that Beatrice is like, oh gee, she wasn't kidding. It's
1: not it's not a good time. And so Adelaide straight up dies. Um and we end the we end the episode with I think Beatrice shouting for Greg and Wert, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, she's shouting for them. It's so sad because she was; it's, she didn't think she was betraying them, like to die. Like she thought she was just gonna like make them be trapped there forever,
0: right? It's very sad.
2: Which is also still bad, but she was feeling bad about it when she became their friends. I love Beatrice. I'm mm. like, oh, um, but they run okay. off, and then there's the next episode, which is which I'm
1: gonna you you said that you don't have like a favorite favorite, but this is probably the closest to that.
2: No, only because oh. the voice of the girl in this episode bothers me so really? much. I, it's so breathy. It's like, oh, oh, oh. and I know it's supposed to be like that, but I'm like, oh, my God. Like, do you need an inhaler? Oh, my God. God. <laughs>
1: she's dying.
2: She's speaking somehow off key. Like, she's sharp the whole time she's talking. And it's just, it drives me nuts.
1: Then I won't sure. feel as guilty for not dunking on this episode, but...
2: Well, but I do like this episode. Are you gonna dunk on this episode?
1: Because I was like, as I was watching, I was like, okay, I have... I'm gonna read word for word. I was like, okay, I like this episode very much, but it is very much Wurt's rebound from Beatrice. And then I put, you can have rebound friends. It's a thing.
2: Oh, yeah, okay. It does feel like he's like, whatever, Beatrice. And then he's like, oh, look, a cute girl.
1: Yes, like Lorna (laughs) is very... Like it's like, very
2: high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, like, it's so weird because he told Beatrice he's like, well, "I have a crush with then, Like, he's clearly like just her friend, but then whenever he's away from her, right? He's like, he's like, now wait a minute.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> he's like, hey,
0: yeah,
1: because I, I feel like,
0: like oh, I like Lorna. She's cute, you know. Uh-huh. He's all blushy. Mm-hmm.
1: Aside from like the very very end of it, like I don't think it does a ton to progress the story
2: i i like this episode because it's not really i feel like it's not there to progress the story it's there for the tonal shift. like this episode is where things get not like the last episode starts out super bright and fun uh-huh. and they're all singing this episode by the end of it we're just in like the dark like the color palette has completely changed like okay it's just something really creepy happens in this episode like if i was a kid even i would have been scared of like the thing okay. at the end of this episode and then I think it just shows like I mean it's got as much to do with the story as like the school episode does you know mm-hmm. the school episode doesn't really do much for the story so
1: right I think I think just because we are so like we're over the halfway point like so I uh, I guess I kind of like expect it to
2: Cause like though it makes the world building so good without having to make the series super long. Yeah. So you get like a feel for where you are and like that things are changing, you can tell that time is passing and that seasons are changing without mm-hmm. them being like, "Oh, it's cold." <laughs> like, you know, like, mm-hmm. "Oh, wow, time sure has changed or something."
1: Right. I can uh, I can get into it more from that perspective.
2: Um, but they do before they get here, they Run into the woodsman. Um the in this episode. They run into the woodsman and he's like, The beast is coming for you, like don't don't stop caring, like don't stop trying. You know, he's mm-hmm. like, uh, be careful, like the the woodsman's coming for you, and they're like, Ah, whatever. Like yeah. you know, like, get
1: out of here. Now you've trapped us here, kind of.
2: Yeah, so they run into a cottage. Um, they mm-hmm. come across a girl named Lorna.
0: Who are you? we're burglars no 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 we're not we're not we, we just needed to get out of the rain and, and we, we thought this place was abandoned so. so we came here to burgle your turks no it's it's not true, it is
2: true. there's a lot of blushing going on um mm-hmm. but she's like you've got to hide auntie whispers is coming which auntie whispers is tim curry
0: your honor, my sweet child <laughs> hmm has anyone come here today?
2: Nay, auntie, not a soul.
0: Then no one shall be devoured alive tonight. Nay, I pray not, mum. Devoured alive? You're a good girl, Lorna, but you deceive me. I
2: speak the truth, auntie, I swear.
0: Deceive me not, child. I can smell them. I can smell the children in this house.
2: Auntie Whispers can do no wrong. This was one of Curry's first rolls after, like, big rolls after his stroke.
1: Uh-huh. That um, was twenty thirteen. I I know we looked this up before.
2: Yeah, it was like right before. I think he's got a couple of other voice acting roles that he like recorded probably around the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is like one of his first bigger roles after his stroke, so mm-hmm. it's really nice to see him just voice acting again. Yeah, like this lady's crazy, and then she's like commands her to clean, and because she's like, oh, it's just the turtles, and then eats one of them.
0: Just eats uh-huh. a live
2: turtle, and then she. Yeah rings the bell and she's like the ringing of the bell commands you to like have her do all these chores yes. and then she goes upstairs
0: she's like you know i do this
2: out. she's like i do this for you um mm-hmm. and she goes upstairs to sleep uh the boys come out and they're like that lady's awful <laughs> they're like hmm. they're like she's the worst and she's like she does it because she cares you they're like well maybe if we do this housework with you we can escape and she's like together and then they sing this horribly. Off key song. Aww. It's so off key. It hurts my ears. It's the only song I don't listen to. I for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah!
2: but yeah, they they sing yeah. a song together. Like it's weird. They have like a montage singing a song. Oh, uh-huh. like, we're two different ships, but we're together now. Mm-hmm. I
0: don't
2: know. It's very strange,
0: I but it's cute. Yeah, I like it's that cute.
2: Part. While they're singing their weird montage cleaning cleaning song uh greg has gone upstairs and is trying to get the bell and the frog he uh eats the bell because mm-hmm. he, he comes back by the way he doesn't take his contract he comes back yes. he wanted to hang out um so he eats the bell and auntie whispers wakes up and they run downstairs he's like mm-hmm. i don't know and then she's like in mm-hmm. here and they like go into this dark room and close the door and they're uh-huh. they're like cowering by the wall, and Auntie Whisper's like, "She's going to devour you." I tried to warn you. You have to get out. And they're like,
0: "What is she Wah. talking about?"
2: And they like, <laughs> turn around and they say, "Scary, like actually scary looking like entity thing, like like
1: glitching very, out." Very, very. Um. Oh God, what is that character's name? I think it just is the Lich from Adventure Time. The Lich King.
0: Uh,
2: Because uh, I believe Patrick McHale is the main artist behind the Lich. So Mm
1: -hmm.
2: it
0: makes sense.
1: So it's got like (laughs) glowy eyes and like a skeletal extended face. Um, And so it is revealed that Lorna is possessed by an evil spirit. And so like Anti-Whispers literally is like trying to protect Lorna and other people from this She used
2: the bell. command the spirit to keep Lorna from being wicked Um, Mm. and Greg has my favorite line here he goes oh (laughs) I thought the old lady was evil it just goes to (laughs) show you stuff
1: it goes to show you stuff
2: show you stuff and it's it's so good Uh, Mm. Greg has so many good lines but then they they go out the window and they're Mm. running um then Greg holds up the frog ate like, shakes, it. <laughs> he's like, he shakes the frog and he says, the ringing of the bell commands you, and he's like, become mm-hmm. a magical tiger.
0: <laughs>
2: and his like crying, and he's like, uh, leave Lorna alone and never come back, and... I can...
1: mm-hmm. Stop making her it's do okay. bad things.
2: Yeah, stop making her do bad things. And then it leaves, and Lorna is free, which I don't know why Auntie Whispers never thought to do this. <laughs> I don't know. That's the, the one plot point that I'm like, why did not do US pursue this? But then like, again, they are in purgatory and like things are weird. So, so
0: I
1: I think maybe I mean we'll get to this in in a, in a second, but it should be assumed that all evil entities are tied to the beast, maybe, and yeah. because the beast is so unstoppable, it might have just been like, oh, like there's nothing we can do. Um, yeah, that's okay. even um, if it's Greg not.
0: takes different approaches to things Uh uh-huh
1: which like i don't want to sound like the that demon or whatever it is is attached to the beast because we never get any plot points that would like confirm that but if you're in that world i think that's like a pretty safe assumption
2: probably um but then lorna is free and auntie Whispers is really sad it's like well now you'll leave me and she's like i could never leave you like you helped me i'll of course i'm gonna stay with you
1: Mm-hmm.
2: and it's really nice
1: and so like once again where is is kind of robbed of this companion that he thought he would have in the unknown
2: yeah and he's like aww but um, the, also when they're leaving Auntie Whisper says uh, beware my sister Adelaide
1: <laughs> see that like that that line is the one that I was like okay well like I it it serves a point like I don't know it reaffirms like uh, Wurt's feeling of betrayal yeah well it was the like, beginning
2: to the woodsman's like don't give up hope and he literally mm-hmm. just got another companion and then she's like no I'm staying with Auntie Whispers and he's like yeah. well that's it like he's like whatever I'm done uh-huh. like this is where Wurt's just like I'm done we're done I'm yeah. done like he's just done with mm-hmm. all of it and he starts giving up the next oh, episode it- uh, is called uh, Babes in the Wood and I believe uh, Babes in the Wood is my favorite episode
0: oh okay yeah.
2: Huh. Um. I like this art style a lot.
1: Um, yes.
2: The the whole, it's an important episode. So I don't know. it's Just one of my favorites.
1: It is also probably the strangest episode. I think that's yeah. safe to say.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so and
1: it's one this... of those
2: dark without being colored dark. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. It's creepy. Yeah. I think the reason for that viewpoint is because it is mainly told through Greg's perspective. So it is darker, but like his he is so bright and optimistic and very sold on magical things that like it doesn't come across that way. But we start this episode and they are in a boat. They are trying to get home still, but at this point, like Wert is just like convinced that like they're never going to do it. And he says like as yeah. much. He's like, can we stop pretending that we're ever going to get home? Um, yeah,
0: he's he's given up.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And they start it's hearing so the beast singing. They hear him singing a lot now. Might
0: as well happen.
1: And so Greg is like still it. being his like very energetic and like he's honestly trying to help so hard. And it is just getting on where it's like last nerve. Um, <laughs> and so they they get off this little boat with a giant fish, which just keeps popping up. I don't know what's up with this fish. I like fish. the fish, but Greg is like, so what's, what's the plan? Uh, it's like, we're just, we're walking. He's like. Oh, okay, cuz you're not really like telling me anything. He's like, "You know what? I'm 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 done coming up with the plans. Like if you want to get us home, like you do it." And so Greg assumes responsibility as leader of the party cuz where it's just like you can do whatever you want. I don't care.
2: He just lays down in like the snow. It started snowing kind of
1: too. Mm-hmm. He's like, "I'm going to take a nap." And and where it or Greg is like, "Wow. I guess I'll take a nap too so I can help come up with a plan." He's like, don't worry, I'll get us home. And like, word is just almost completely gone. He's like out of it. He's asleep. He's given up. Uh, And before he goes to sleep, Greg says a little, I don't don't know, almost like a prayer kind of. I mean. Yeah.
0: Kind of. It's a Greg prayer.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He's like, get me home and work too. And if you don't, I don't care. I'll pull down your underwear. Yeah, um, yeah. And then he like wakes up, quote unquote, in his in a dreamscape that is like very uh nostalgic cartoon, like kinda like we mentioned earlier, Betty Boop, like like Cuphead yeah, aesthetic.
2: yeah. Cuphead, uh, Vinny and the Ink Machine. They they really like brought that back. So now we have something else to reference.
1: Yes. Like... <laughs> um, and so he wakes up in this world and it's very fantastical and it's weird. If you're good with it, I will actually I'll kind of pass it on to you because, like, I don't have a ton of notes for this section. Like, I, I think it is neat. I think yeah. it is visually striking, but I don't have a ton for it.
2: Yes. So, basically, this whole scene, and what I love about it is a metaphor. Like, Greg here is dying. He is dying. That's what's happening here. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he's basically being given a choice to, like, either go back or, like, go to heaven. Or, like, mm-hmm. he, he's given a choice. Um, But in his own way. So, like, everyone in this cloud city is happy. They're letting him introduce himself. And they're all introducing themselves. There's, like, a really fun sequence. It's like a... a Yeah. There's a bunch of committees. And, like, another one comes up after, like, four of them. And Greg's like, that's enough.
1: (laughs) Is there anybody else? Mm -hmm. it's just, like, this grumpy, wrinkly dog with a storm cloud.
0: (laughs) He's like, that's enough. "Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I have.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this this one and Pottsfield are probably like the most flapjack esque yeah, in terms of one... like creepy cute content, like unsettling yeah. and cute.
2: If I had to rank them, I think my favorites would be like Potsfield, Babes in the Wood, and then probably Ringing Up a Bell. But Potsfield mm. and Babes in the Wood are my two favorites because of that. They're like creepy cute, they're really unsettling. Episodes like they're like the visuals are very unsettling and it's like hard to place why so it's like it's nice um, But they're singing this intro song. They're like, hey, you know, welcome to cloud city. la la, la you're here um, and then the old north wind appears oh yeah, The old
1: north wind he starts to howl Puffs up, furls his brow
2: His voice is so good. That's just like an animator from the team. Like he just, his voice is so hmm. good. He watches this for whatever reason. Your voice is amazing. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but um yeah, that so happens. so he's singing that the wind is coming in, and then the the cloud lady comes down. Uh, oh, she's Bradley. just she's just the queen of the clouds. Okay, okay. She appears and is like, you can have one wish which is funny and important because two different times like he thought beatrice <laughs> would grant him a wish and he thought the bell uh-huh. would grant him a wish and he's always mm-hmm. asking to be like a tiger um mm-hmm. <laughs> which maybe is a nod to like whatever they were going to be able to turn into animals because in oh, animal yeah,
0: right?
2: he's always asking uh. to be a tiger so she's like you can get a wish and he's like okay i wish to return home with work. and the queen of the clouds here is like, oh no, Wirt is already gone. Like he's already been claimed. He can't go because he gave us, and he's like being consumed by these branches as they speak. And so then Greg, being the best person in the world, um, wishes to take Wert's place
1: because as the as the north wind is like terrorizing, like this yeah. snowstorm is blowing in, and they are slowly being consumed by the the edelwood branches. He whispers his wish, and she's like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. And then he, he wakes up, and we see Wert like, covered in branches and snow, and Greg walks up to him.
2: So, it's just so sad. sad. It is. You see him walk off. Uh, you hear the beast singing.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so you
2: know, oh, it's not good. Wert wakes up, sees him walking off, uh, runs and falls through the ice, and is drowning. Mm-hmm. Um, he's saved by a fishing net, but that scene is also important. Uh, but that's where that episode ends.
1: Um, that is the, is the first episode in the series to make me cry just because yeah. of that last scene with the two of them, but it's, it's definitely not the last.
0: <laughs> no. Oh my God. I still cry.
1: Uh-huh. I still
0: cry. Um, but the next episode
2: is a flashback.
1: God, this one is it's so pretty, good.
2: A very good episode. It's, <sighs> lots of Wort backstory. Lots of Wort being oh,
1: yes. So good.
0: You wanna do this one since I took most of the other one?
1: Yeah, I can do that. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Yes. Um <laughs> Okay, so the the previous episode ends um with Wert being dragged into uh, a hollow, like a hollowed out tree where Beatrice's family lives because she found him and like left him there and she's gonna go look for greg so you would think like next logical step like oh we're gonna find we're gonna find greg we're gonna hang out with beatrice for a little bit but no no you're wrong and you're dumb you're not dumb i'm sorry you're beautiful um, <laughs> um instead we flash back to modern times I. Uh, Because throughout this whole thing, it never occurred to me that they might be, like, regular kids or anything. Yeah, same.
2: Because their outfits, and, like, I just, I thought it was, like, a fairy tale.
1: Yes. Like, you were so swept up in the fairy tale, like, feel of it all. You're just like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. Like, I'm not going to ask too many questions. And then the absolute twist of it all, we are in a bedroom. It's, like, the 80s or something like that. It's very, it's still, like, kind of nostalgic. Um that was the only thing i couldn't tell if it was like actually modern or like slightly we're older yeah
2: because we it's weird yeah, weird.
1: yeah, so it's, hard yeah. To,
2: it's hard to tell but i will say that's the moment i knew they were like in purgatory
1: it is halloween night um Wirt is putting together a mixtape he destroys the mixtape then puts it back together uh and then he puts together his outfit that he's been wearing for the entire series you realize it is a halloween costume uh and he goes out into the streets He's got a mixtape for someone named Sarah, and he is going to drop it off and confess his feelings, or try to. That's the plan. He's already like very hesitant about it.
0: In his awkward word way, he's going to confess his feelings with a tape here.
1: With a, with a tape that contains <laughs> poetry and clarinet. Uh, <laughs> um, and so he is wandering around their hometown, which, fun fact, you might not have known, uh I do know exactly <laughs> is the same universe as the T V show Clarence. Uh,
0: yes, it's so cool. Uh-huh.
1: Uh it has like a like a shot for shot, like almost entirely similar like view of the town. It is a Friday night, I'm assuming, because there's a football game going on. Um yeah. and so Wirt is wandering around town, he comes across Greg, who is revealed to be dressed as an elephant. That's why he's got a dang teapot on his head. i out
0: he's an elephant. It's so cute. He's like, I'm an
1: elephant. Thanks, old lady Daniels. Yeah, so he, he runs into Greg, who has been doing yard work for old lady Daniels on Halloween night in exchange for candy. Uh, and where is like, Greg, it's Halloween. You don't have to, candy is free. <laughs> and he's like old lady Daniels says nothing in this world is free.
2: I love whenever she, whenever he's like, thanks old lady Daniels, and she goes, don't call me that, and he goes, yes sir, young man. And mm-hmm.
0: So
1: uh, it's uh, and so Greg tags along, and they go to the football arena stadium thing uh, because Sarah is the mascot for their high school football team, uh, and so she is doing her thing on the field. Uh, we don't get to see Sarah really like what what she looks like at all in the series we get to see her with like her halloween costume later yeah,
0: halloween
1: costume. um but he enters and we find a group of teens uh a very tall cowboy person uh a rabbit girl and what was her name Tamry yeah Tamry who is just dressed like an egg um egg? <laughs> it's so good i one of the things i i love about this episode um it's amazing how quickly that like you grow attached to all these characters who are just now being introduced um yeah. and just from their mannerisms and stuff you can like so quickly put together their personalities and how the school works um it's just very good um and then and so they're like oh what's up what's up Where? like what's what are you doing tonight uh, and Greg is like, oh, we're going to give a, a tape to, to Sarah that he made. And they're like, ooh, he has a crush on Sarah. I the difference, Sarah. Uh-huh. Um, oh, and then they explain their costume. And she's like, I'm an egg. Yeah, everybody knows you're an egg, Tamri.
2: <laughs> yeah, she goes, like, everybody knows you're an egg. Like, so uh-huh. high school, but kind of not. Like, <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's funny. I just like whenever uh, Greg is like, oh, no. His Sarah is the one that's the bee, and they're like, "Ew!"
1: It's just so funny. I love it so much. And so while uh, Word is kind of explaining the situation to them, Greg steals the tape and like goes to put it in, in Sarah's jacket. Um, and then the game ends, and, and uh, he's like, what'd you do with the tape? And she's like, oh, I put it in, in Sarah's jacket. Uh, and they're like, oh, if you want to get it back, you better hurry. She's changing in the locker room over there. Uh, and just left her stuff out for some reason. And so they go, but then they get chased off by a football player uh, who thinks they're, like, peeping Toms. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, in hindsight, he was being real nice because they were just, like, outside the,
1: yeah. the
0: window, like, weirdo.
1: Uh-huh. He's like, hey, you trying, to, you trying to watch Sarah change or something? And They're like, run, Greg, and they run off. Uh, and then Sarah comes out, and he's like, hey, Sarah, be careful. There's some real creeps out here tonight. He's like, thanks, Jimmy. Um and his vampire girlfriend who doesn't say a word that entire
0: time (laughs) stands
2: there.
1: And so they go to a party, and Word is like, ah, it's too late. We can't do anything. I wasn't invited. Uh, and then he sends Greg in, and he's like, yeah, okay, you go in, look for Sarah. Don't tell him I'm here. And then of course Greg is like, oh, look, there's there's Word over there in the window. So he walks in and they're like, oh, hey, where? He's like, hey, guys, how's it going?
2: He's very Very obviously allowed there. Um, Before Mm -hmm. we get into the party stuff, uh, (laughs) whenever they're going into the party, there are people discussing the baseball term, like old cat. I I don't know what actually what it means, apparently, but they're like one old cat, two old cat, and they're talking about it. It's like just an audio in the background, uh, but that's Uh where Greg gets two old cat from. It's two as in the number two, not two as in you're too old. So I just think it's Uh really cute. It's really funny. That's like one of the references that he got that he used in purgatory. There's another one in this that is really big that I'll point out when you get to it. Yeah, apparently it's like a baseball thing, but like it's like a, or like a, it's some kind of sports, it's like. A mode or like a thing, someone's gonna correct me, be like you're an idiot. I don't know, sports, okay. It's some kind of sports thing that already exists. But if you're
1: here for sports, you've come to the wrong place.
2: <laughs> you're in the very wrong
0: place. I don't know anything about He's like, no one wants me here, and then they're like, hey.
1: Eh. Yeah, like clearly Wert has invented this whole like perceived like situation for himself.
2: It's very relatable. That's me um. like to a T I relate to Wert so much. Because mm. like I, I do that, so it's like very, then everyone's uh-huh. like, oh, they wouldn't want me there, and then they're all just like, hey, and he's like, oh, yeah. hi. Like, that's like, that's like exactly how it's I feel chill. in most uh-huh. situations. I'm like, no one wants me here, so. Uh-huh.
1: And part of, part of Wert's conflict is that he either has to get the tape back or decide he's gonna act on it, because if he doesn't, Jason Funderburker is going to ask out Sarah and Jason Funderburker has got it going on.
2: Oh yeah, everyone loves Apparently. Jason Funderburker.
1: Everybody loves Funderburker. Um, <laughs> <and so, laughs> he so, he finally catches Sarah in the kitchen of this party, which like, Sarah is so cool, we hardly get to interact with her, but like, even the part where she's talking before he comes into the room, she's like,
0: I used to be really good at ballet, but my mom wanted me to be a wrestler.
2: Oh, Wirt, you're here. Well, I I was just asking if you were here. She's like cool, like she just does everything.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like I love I love Sarah so much. Once I met Sarah, my perceived ship of of Wurt and Beatrice went out the window. You
2: can't ship Wurt with Beatrice. Like they're just good friends. I feel like Beatrice would be like, "Yeah, Sarah," you know. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) And so she's like, "Oh, hey, we're all going to the cemetery here in a bit to to hang out and drink age-appropriate drinks." And he's like, what, you mean, like, juice? She's like, yeah, age-appropriate stuff, nothing illegal. Uh, <laughs> and then he's like, uh, I don't know. And then enter Jason Funderburker.
0: Hey, you should come.
1: Uh, right. Hey, Sarah, are you ready to go? Hey,
0: Jason Funderburker.
1: Oh, hey, Wart. Let's go, Sarah. Uh-oh. Just, oh, it's so
0: funny. Just, it's so funny.
1: Because this whole time, because we've heard about Jason Funderburker as an idea, as a concept, since the, the Mad Love episode. And so you've had this entire time to think about who is Jason Funderburker, Who could Jason Funderburker be? And then he walks in. It's this tiny, like smaller than the small, skinny, sad old man from the from the school episode and he's like hey sarah how's it going
0: he got the most nasally <laughs> voice in the whole world
2: he's like hey sarah
1: it's so obvious that like yeah jason has a thing for uh for sarah but like sarah is obviously interested in in work and... yeah
2: she obviously doesn't care at all about jason she's like okay
0: jason uh-huh, or she they, just calls him Thunderbird. She's like, okay, uh-huh, Thunderbird.
1: they tolerate him yeah, uh, <laughs> and so they don't get the tape back, and they leave to go to the cemetery. Um, and I think do they decide to go after them, or has I think Wert has kind of given up, right? They
2: decide to go after them, and they're gonna spy.
1: Yes, they're gonna spy. Yeah and see what they get up to. Um, Greg
2: also wants to get a frog. He wants the last frog of the season. He keeps hearing them. He mentions it a lot. And he
1: thinks there's one more frog over by the cemetery. And so they get there and they hear the frog. He's like, ah, you surprised me. We're, like, we're not here for Sarah or whatever. We're here for the frog. You kept your promise. Um, yeah. <laughs> but they're telling ghost stories in the middle of the cemetery. Oh, we almost forgot about the dumb cops who ruin everything. It's very.
0: Hey, not. Just kidding. It's Halloween.
1: <laughs> no running in the street. No, just kidding. It's a Happy Halloween. Like,
0: okay. It's <laughs> so funny. It's so uh, funny. Though.
1: It's it is weird. funny. I,
2: I said I'd point this out when we got to it. In yes. the cemetery, the headstones they are hiding behind say um, Margaret Gray and Quincy Indicott. Ah! Yeah.
1: I did not know that.
2: Yeah. So he just like, that's like a, like a, like, oh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah,
2: no. they At that point, I was just like, they died.
1: They
0: uh-huh.
2: They're about to die die like, I was like oh no uh, I, <laughs> I didn't
0: know like, that oh. Yeah
2: yeah. they're they're on the headstones
0: Huh Oh my gosh yep. You
1: just blew my mind
2: <laughs> Yeah it's crazy it's, Live like, on the oh, internet. Like, it's like a guarantee Like yes that's purgatory It doesn't leave you hanging If you mm-hmm. see that you're like oh okay they're in
0: purgatory Because those are characters we interacted with earlier in the series So yes.
1: it's like oh uh-huh. okay And so <laughs> And so they them, they're telling ghost stories, and like they're sitting in a circle, and it could be like a séance thing, maybe eventually. Um, but where is like, okay, Greg, you go distract them, and I'll I'll go pull the tape from from her pocket. Um, and Jason Thunderberger is telling this story, and like, but he's ta- he's talking about like a killer or something, and he's like, he's getting closer and closer, and then uh, he like grabs her hand. And yes. holds it for entirely <laughs> too like- long. No! Oh my gosh, I almost forgot about the other. I just want to mention, like, every single one of Jason Funderburker's lives, because it's so funny, because they're, like, walking through the cemetery. He's like, hey, Sarah, do you believe in ghosts? And she's like, why? And he goes, because there's one right behind you. Oh, she's like, like okay, it's <laughs> it's okay thunderburger it's <laughs> just so he's so, it's so lame, lame. So lame. Oh. and then Remember and then he me. he like holds her hand and Wert freaks out she's like you can let like go of my hand now and then the other the girl dressed like a chicken is <laughs> like you can hold my hand Thunderburger. i don't care
2: yeah she's like <laughs> into it <him. She's> like <laughs> it's so good but then they notice, and so, they notice uh, Greg and work, work
1: Work. Greg is pretending to be a headless ghost elephant, uh, but they all recognize him because they literally just saw him at the party. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, hey, isn't that Wirt's brother? He's like, no, I'm a ghost. Uh, <laughs> and they're
2: like, there's
0: work
1: <laughs> Yeah, he's like, oh, hey, guys, I didn't see you there. Um, and then the cops show up again. They're like, what is this, some kind of witches' coven? Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're all under arrest, and so the kids like scatter, and they're like, "Oh wait, no, come on, it, it was a joke." And yeah, then you are not under arrest. For some reason, these cops decide to chase the children in their car in the middle of a cemetery.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't understand.
2: <laughs> yeah, Dragon work, in this huge wall.
1: Yeah,
0: huge.
1: Uh huh.
0: And then here, are you going to talk about the Jason Thunderbraker?
1: Oh, yeah, I was about Because <laughs> they start running from the cops and uh, and we're, it's like, Greg, where are you going? And he's like, I heard a frog over here. Uh, and so they're going and they get to the top of the fence and then they look over and the cops are like, hey, kids, like, you shouldn't be up there. You're going to get hurt. And then they look over and uh, <laughs> and Sarah has found the tape in her pocket and she pulls it out. She's like, what's this? And Jason <laughs> Funderburker's like, let's go listen to it.
0: Or it's like, no. no. no.
1: <laughs> and so he's like well might as well end it all here and they jump off the opposite side of the wall that they're on and the cops are like no not on that side um so they they land on the other side um and then where yells at greg he's like you're always ruining my life you and your stupid stepdad and it's like always oh, trying to get me to join the marching band he's like yeah if you join the marching band you can hang out with sarah more um yeah he's so sweet. He's so nice. Um, And then they hear a rumble and train, and a train is coming, and Greg, or pushes Greg off of the bridge, like, tackles them, so they both, like, go tumbling down this hill into the water. They
0: are definitely drowning.
1: Yes. Uh, And so the, the entire series up until this point has been taking place, like, as they are drowning.
0: As
2: they're drowning. Honestly... That scene when they're falling and the music is playing.
1: There's an old black train a-coming, scraping along the iron. You don't need no ticket, boys, it'll take you when it's time.
0: Oh, I
2: like, guess he chills. It's so sad. That's
1: my favorite song. The old like, old oh, black train dying. is my favorite song from the series. It's so
2: good. It's like, oh, they're dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's, like, oh, no. Like, oh, man. But it's, like, one of those things that, like, makes this one of my favorite
0: series. Yes. It's not just a bunch of nonsense. It's, like, mm-hmm. they were dead. It's,
1: yeah. It's crazy. And so if they were gonna go, like, super, super grim dark, like, edgy, like, fan theory dark, um, I think Wart would have woken up, like, in the hospital or whatever, and Greg would have just been gone. But yeah. instead... He wakes up inside of that tree with Beatrice's family and mm-hmm. at first thinks that Beatrice has found him, uh, but then the bird is like, oh, you know my daughter? Um, mm-hmm. And so he promises to get her back and and leaves the, the tree to go yes. find everybody.
0: And that is the last episode.
1: The penultimate episode.
0: Oh,
2: the last episode was called Into the Unknown. Uh, this one is called The Unknown. So
0: yeah. it's
2: like uh, the over the garden wall is where they went, and it's very um, metaphorical, you know, mm-hmm. oh, life and death and all that.
0: jazz.
1: So <laughs> now um, we're on the final episode, folks. We
0: are, we are. Um, it gets kind of dark, and it's kind of depressing. Oh. It's
1: so God, this episode is so good too. Like on these last three are just so good.
0: They are. They really are.
1: And emotional um, and epic. Yeah. I don't use that so, word.
0: At this <sighs> point,
2: we are now seeing Beatrice. So Beatrice is flying through a snowstorm. Uh you find out that she has left Wurt with her family. She is too embarrassed to stay with her family. Um she's the one who saved Wert and left them mm. there. Because she's good. I love her. Uh and then she's looking for Greg. She's flying through the snow. She finds Greg. He's doing these mm. tasks for the beast. So the beast is, like, I guess trying to whittle away at his will gear. Um, yeah. He's just trying to, like, wear him down, basically.
0: You have figured it out, and I thought you might give up.
2: Give up? I'll never give up.
0: <sighs> just gotta wait.
2: Just gotta wait. Ugh. It's dark. And so then Beatrice um, goes to find Bert to, like, lead him to Greg. Uh, mm-hmm. she runs into a tree, I think?
1: I think so, yeah. Cause he comes yeah. across her, like, on yeah, the ground Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: Wirt has the frog, and now he's got Beatrice, and they're like, okay, we gotta find- we gotta find Greg. Like, she- he's gonna die right here. You know, uh-huh. um, the woodsman is also looking for them, and he comes across Greg.
0: <gasps> oh, what have you done? Why, I've given you another Adelwood? No! He will burn nicely in the lantern. No, I won't do this! You've been grinding up lost souls for years! I didn't know! I didn't know this is where the wood trees came from! And would it have mattered? Would you have just let your daughter's spirit burn out forever? Feed the the lantern. lantern. No. I suppose after all these years, you just don't care for her anymore. Hold your tongue, or I'll remove it from your mouth. I do not speak of my daughter. She would not wish this. He
1: goes to he goes to free Greg from the tree. He sets down the lantern. The beast goes to make a grab for it, and then the woodsman like hucks his axe at it, uh, and they start this huge fight that we don't get to see but like the beast is like singing in his face the entire time as the woodsman is like just yeah. completely destroying this forest it is so cool and it is so uh, Christopher Lloyd like he's got some acting chops that I don't think he gets to use barely often
0: yeah he did such a good job in this
2: like just mm-hmm. such a good job like I cared about the woodsman especially in this episode
1: yes um, and so we cut back to the three, uh, our other three heroes, Beatrice, Wirt, and I don't think Frog has a name yet. Oh, it's it's about to be. Yeah. Um 'cause Because Beatrice is like, she's apologizing and Wirt is like, no, it's it's fine. And, uh, he's like, you could come with us. And, oh, you need these, right? And he has the scissors from Adelaide that he used to cut himself out of the, the, the oh, webbing yeah, yeah, yeah. that we mentioned. Uh, and she's like, you had it the whole time? And- He's like, well, yeah, I used it to escape and then I was kind of mad at you, so, yeah. And she's (laughs) she's like, oh, you wonderful mistake of nature and they like make up. Um, And then that is when they come across Greg in the destroyed woods and we don't see the woodsman or the beast anywhere. Yeah.
2: And uh, Beatrice here is like, oh, geez, they're even growing inside him.
0: <laughs> and then he, he spits them out and goes, "Nah, he nah, just I'm leaves."
1: leaves. <laughs> Ugh, it's
0: so sad.
1: Yeah, because they're trying to free him, and he's like, "Come on, Greg, we've got to get out of here and get home. You, and me, and Jason Thunderberger." And he's like, "Jason <laughs> Funderburger, the perfect <laughs> frog name.
0: <laughs> it really is a good frog name.
1: It is." And then the beast comes with the woodsman and throws him down, mm-hmm. and is like, "Yeah, all right, hey." Listen, kids, I've got a deal for you. Um, he's like, you can free your brother in exchange. I need you to start carrying that lantern.
2: Yeah, I think he says he's got to put
0: Greg inside the lantern.
1: Oh, yeah. He's like, it's too late, okay. but I can, I can save him by putting his soul into the lantern. And then all you have to do is put other people into it so that Greg can stay alive. Yeah, uh, Which is what he had told the woodsman previously uh, mm-hmm. in regards to his daughter. Um, but Wirt's
0: too smart for that
1: yes and so we almost agrees to it and then he's like wait that's dumb it's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend the rest of my life like chopping down trees to keep this lit um he's <laughs> he's like it's almost like it's not her soul that's in the the lantern it's yours um which is why the beast is so possessive of it. And so the woodsman realizing this, like... I think it's heartbroken in that moment. Yeah,
2: yeah. He got tricked.
1: Mm-hmm. Where it has a lantern, he's like, if you extinguish that flame, like, he dies. Is that something that, you, that you're willing to, to try?
0: Uh, it, well, he does
2: this thing where he makes it entirely dark. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he makes it, like, like a void. And he asks Wert, he's like, are you ready to experience total darkness? Are you prepared to die, basically? Uh And Wert's voice cracks when he says, are you? Uh And he goes like, are
0: you? (laughs) Are you? And then he's like, are you? Yeah, it's so fun.
1: And then he goes to extinguish it. Wert is like, yeah, no, that's kind of, that's what I thought, pretty much. (laughs) Uh, And so he tosses the lantern to the woodsman and he's like, here, this is your burden, like, Greg is mine. Essentially mirroring what the woodsman told him at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Uh, He picks up Greg, and they start to, like, walk off. Uh, And the woodsman's like, she was never in there, was she? You see, woodsman? All who perish here will become trees for the lantern. Cut them down with your axe.
0: Go! Now!
1: Uh, we see the, like, for a the briefest of seconds, what the beast actually looks like. It's as, scary.
2: It's like a bunch of faces.
1: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which is what the trees kind of look like, too. Like they have mm-hmm. these grotesque human faces in them because uh, mm-hmm. they're people. Yeah. Um, and so he extinguishes the flame and kills the beast, I think. Yeah. We don't get, yeah. I don't think we get to see that because uh, we're back with Greg and. It's and most definitely
0: the beast's soul.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Uh, And then they. Wake up, yeah?
2: Yeah. I mean, they talk to Beatrice and they say goodbye. She's like, I have to go yes. with my family. I have to go help them. They're like, mm-hmm. goodbye, Beatrice. And she's like, goodbye, Wurt." And then they wake up in an ambulance.
1: Yeah. So they have survived. Um, and they're being brought to the hospital. Sarah is there. She's like, "Wurt, can you hear me? Like, there to check on them. And then they get to the hospital and some...
2: Greg is like... Already up and fine. Yeah. And he's uh-huh. like, he telling the stories about everything that happened.
1: So yeah they're like,
2: for sure, in purgatory together. Mm. And he's like, and I was there, and Wert is there, and Jason Thunderburger, and Jason's <laughs> there. And he goes, me. Me. And then, and then they're like, no, Jason Thunderburger, the frog. Our frog. frog.
1: <laughs> Our frog. <laughs> Our frog. <laughs> no, not yeah. your frog. Um and then the narration cuts in. is like, and so the story ends, and everybody was happy about it. Um, and you see, like, we get a brief montage of what everybody's up to afterwards, and like they're all happy. The woodsman has his daughter. Beatrice is with her family. Uh, Greg shakes the frog, and you can see the bell light up. Oh, um,
0: uh, Wirt
2: and Sarah are gonna go listen to the tape together.
1: Yes, but they're gonna build he's up like, to it.
0: Yeah, he's like we can work up to this one.
1: Uh, cause she doesn't have a tape player. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: so they're gonna listen to it at his house, uh, but then his confidence is immediately gone because yeah. where it has not changed. Nope, <laughs> he's a better brother, maybe, but like I don't know, yeah. I don't know if he's more confident about himself, maybe he, a little. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much how it ends. I mean, yeah. there are graphic novels and comics that take place like between episodes because it is like purgatory. Ostensibly, you can have as many stories as you want.
2: Yeah, I do know they said they don't want uh, to do another series, like animated series.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They said nope.
1: But yeah, it's it's it's, cool. it's nice to have this like contained thing within ten episodes. Yeah,
2: it's so nice. Um, um, yeah, that's that's it. You see all the people. They're like, eat your worms. That's I love uh-huh. that. Uh, Beatrice's mom tells her to eat her worms, and she's like, she's mom, like mom, how long are
0: you gonna do that? <laughs> Uh huh.
1: She's like, "What are you gonna do? Turn us all into bluebirds again?"
0: Yeah, uh-huh. it's just
1: cute. It is, and then cute. the frogs can say song again.
0: Yes,
2: and it's just a comfy, comfy show. Very dark, but it's fine. It's kind of crazy that literally almost every character, except for like the ones you meet in episode nine, you know, every other character is dead. Like they're they're dead. So mm. like <laughs> you know, like they probably so, died like, forever ago.
1: Right. It raises a a ton of questions about like the rules of the world kind of like what does it necessitate to pass on mm-hmm. you have beatrice's entire family there and then yeah. you also have like pottsfield where they're like more dead but
2: yeah i feel like it's kind of since pottsfield is so early mm-hmm. i feel like it's a different like zone of whatever purgatory is because mm-hmm. they're skeletons they're not like people and right. well, and Enoch. I guess we didn't touch on this at all. You find out in that last sequence, Enoch is a black cat. Enoch is not a oh, skeleton. Yeah. Uh-huh. Enoch is a cat. Out of the giant, yeah, yeah. So Enoch is a cat. You find out at the end. So it's like very interesting. But I'm curious what your favorite episode is.
1: Okay, so we've come to the like interview section of <laughs> of the podcast where we just ask each other things. Yeah. Um, I think it is. I think it it alternates between episode nine and four because they're both like i like four because of all the information that we get about the world through all of these like random side characters who are just so much fun to be around Mm -hmm. um and then episode nine just because of the the absolute twist of it all is just so good and i think puts everything into such a nice perspective um i think it's those two
2: Yeah. They're very good. Mine mm-hmm. are definitely, like I said, um, Hotspill. So, Hard Times at the Huskin Bee, episode two. And uh-huh. um, Babes in the Wood, episode eight. I just love those. They're so. Those are the episodes where it's like you get. You can tell, like, something's going on, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. And I do like nine, though, whenever you see the headstones. With the names mm. on it, that's like really
1: cool. That's so cool. I've got to look for that now because yeah. I'm sure there are a ton of like Easter eggs and stuff. Oh, there's
2: a ton, yeah. Uh, I was um, reading in the the back of the art book that Wurtz mm. outfit is based on an outfit that Patrick McHale uh, wore a couple times in high school to try and have like a rock star persona. <laughs> <That's my favorite. laughs> like, the, there's a picture of the actual like cape and stuff in the in the book.
1: Ah, uh-huh. so cool. I love that. Um, who is your favorite? <laughs> okay. I, you can go either or. Who is your favorite, like, random side character or silly voice?
2: The highwayman, for sure.
1: The Highwayman's pretty good.
2: I'm I think the highwayman. I, mean,
1: <laughs> I think it has to be like from that episode, just because there are so many. I just really yeah. every time, every single time, the butcher is like,
0: "Yeah, Lava, sing us your love song." <laughs> I just yes. think. It's so good.
1: I lose my goddamn mind. Like I don't know what it is about that. It is just so funny to like everybody in that episode. But like him, just
0: yelling at
1: them. Him just shouting at this kid, like, tell us all about your love. Like, do it.
0: <laughs> who's your who's your favorite main character?
1: Oh gosh. I gotta hmm. I I love Greg because of his optimism. Yeah. Uh we were talking about this a little bit the other day. I was <laughs> just like Gregs are just the best characters in, in meat and entertainment, I guess, cuz you got Greg from Night in the Woods and then also this Greg.
0: Yeah, I just have,
1: I love so him wholesome. so much. He's so wholesome and like everything cuz there are so many ways that they could have gone wrong with Greg, but the fact mm-hmm. that he is like the most endearing character in this show, I think speaks volumes both to like the both to Colin's like acting ability uh and the writing
2: yeah because he could have been annoying very easily
1: yeah uh
2: my favorite sport hands down mm-hmm. i love work on like i would be friends with work and work is relatable like there are times where i relate to work so hard like i'm just like man that's me like i
1: uh-huh.
2: overthink that much
1: so that um, was a, that was another thing that we did i sent you two personality quizzes based on over the garden wall uh, do you remember which characters you got?
2: I get. I think I got Beatrice somewhere. I think I, think I like. I legitimately think I did. Uh
1: uh-huh. Or maybe
2: I got. Did I get Lorna at any point?
1: We both got. Know. So I know for the first one, I think was BuzzFeed. I got. I'm just Beatrice. gonna take it right now. <laughs> and then I sent a second one, and we both got Lorna. Oh yeah. Because we were like, that is a that is a weird pull for them to go.
2: Yeah, I don't. I think Lorna even has enough character development. (laughs) Oh,
1: my God. And
2: she kind of, I mean, she doesn't. Like, she's just like, (laughs) she's possessed and then she's not. Uh So we don't really get to know her more. I think you do in the comics. Right. But, like, as far as the series goes, it's like, oh,
0: okay, she's possessed and then she's not.
1: She's nice.
0: She is the rebound,
1: like, rebound friend. Like, that's pretty much all it is.
0: So it's like, yeah, okay, sure. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: I don't want to be the rebound friend. Like, what? Excuse me? (laughs) Personality Uh quiz? What are you talking about?
0: Uh
1: And then I mentioned mine is probably, my favorite song is uh, All Black Train, because that seems very good. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have a favorite song?
2: I think, again, The Highwayman.
1: (laughs)
0: Okay.
2: Like, everything about The Highwayman is just, like, Uh so good, so, so good. Um, Mm -hmm. Otherwise, the, the song that the frog sings is really nice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that is the thing that we have come to like time and time again with, with these things that we have talked about so far is just like if the character is well written and like relatable and we can see that, that character arc like I'm into it Yeah. Like, because we get that we get that with I mean Greg does not change he's still Greg but we love him for mm-hmm. that he
0: definitely
2: uh, becomes more mature. I feel like mm-hmm. in the last episode because he makes like a really big decision
0: mm-hmm.
1: in
2: episode eight. He like sacrifices himself, but I feel like he
0: Greg at the beginning would have done that. Yeah. Too, so, uh
1: huh. But like, where's where's progress from? Like, I'm so annoyed I have to deal with my younger brother. To like, I am going to come <laughs> combat a literal demon in yeah. the woods. Uh, yeah. And also save this person who betrayed me. Like I think that,
2: yeah. That's good. And it's really nice too. Uh, the beast tells him what to do, and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. That's good because <laughs> he usually does.
0: Just like people "Do this," and he's like, oh, "Okay." And he's uh-huh. like, "Oh wait," and he's like, "No."
1: Sing us your love song. Sings a song.
0: Yeah, immediately oh people tell
1: him what to do. Uh huh. You got a point. That's good. Um,
0: but the beast like do this, and he's like,
2: "Okay," and then he like back because he doesn't immediately say no. Right. He's going to do it. I think he even pointed that out.
1: Mm. And
0: then he's like, no, wait, that's dumb. So, that like, doesn't make learned, sense. Yeah. He learns to think for himself.
1: hmm Poor Woodsman, though, like, honestly. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Have
1: you have you read any of the... the... Yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, I've got the, some of the single issues, and then I've got the... What are they called? The trade paperbacks? I've got that with me right here, actually.
1: hmm So, like... The woodsman for everybody else like his daughter is not taken by the beast um the beast like tries to grab her and she loses her coat and that's what the woodsman finds and he just yep. assumes that she's gone and he doesn't no. go he doesn't go back to their home to like check on her because they
0: think mm-hmm. she's
1: dead mm-hmm because they've I lost know, they've true. lost his wife like recently i feel like and so he's in mourning and so when his daughter is gone or when he thinks she's gone like he's just completely gone too
2: yeah there's some more fred lore in the comics too (laughs) what is
1: the fred lore
2: oh i haven't i don't think i've read that one actually i'm flipping through it but there's like a whole comic about fred
1: huh i i do have one um where it's a like standalone issue where um they come to this village full of, like, doll people? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like, wooden doll people, and they hire Wirt as, like, a babysitter. Yep. Um, and then eventually, like, they replace him with a puppet version, uh, and it's all about, like, oh, Wurt, you're so good, like, please stay with us. Your brother has to go. He's too chaotic. He's causing too much trouble. Um. Yeah. There cool.
0: there's some good ones. I definitely suggest the comics if you haven't looked at them
2: already. There's one with like a magical elephant tiger. <laughs> it's cool, they got to like put that stuff in. Uh-huh. Uh oh yeah, okay. I'm looking through. Um, in the one with the magical elephant tiger, uh Greg is a duck with uh, his outfit and Bert is a bear. So huh. I'm glad they got to actually do that.
0: They brought it back. They brought it back. Okay. But yeah, it was- Very good. There's lots of cool lore. Mm -hmm. Um, If
2: you ever get the comics or if you get the vinyl, which apparently is very hard to get now, which is crazy. Um, But if you ever get them, they do have the sheet music in them. I'm sure you can find the sheet music online as well.
0: Oh, that's cool.
2: Like in the comics right here, like in the trade paperback in the back, it's got all of the different Mm -hmm. covers that they released. And then it's got uh, the Adelaide Parades, Mm -hmm. sheet music, Into the Unknown, The Highwayman. It's got all the sheet music here, which is really cool.
0: So much. But I yeah, do for... have
2: uh, another fun fact, real quick. Uh, nice. I do have the For Sarah tape.
0: Uh-huh. The
2: Mondo and the Blasting Company made physical versions of the tape that were made for Sarah. They did mm-hmm. two releases of it. They have not done another one yet. I don't know if they will. I didn't know it would be so hard <laughs> to get. I just set an alarm for when they were doing it and uh-huh. got it. For,
1: for, my um, <laughs> for my sake, I hope they do.
2: I, I know, know, I hope so, too. I, I was literally <laughs> looking at them, like, I can buy this, in this and I'm like, no, no, I cannot. Uh-huh. I, I don't even make much money in a month, you know? Like, yeah. it's expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's cool because I was reading about that tape in the art book and the poetry that is on that tape that Elijah Wood does read
0: as Word, which is hilarious, mm-hmm. was written by members of the Blasting Company when they were teenagers. So oh,
1: so that's like, so good.
0: It's very awkward poetry and clarinet, which is uh-huh. cool.
1: Ah. Oh. So, yeah, obviously for a series that, you know, runs under two hours, there's a lot to talk about here. Um, So I hope we did it justice. This will probably be a longer episode just in general, Uh, but I don't know, I may have to do a bit of of cutting and and tweaking to make it work.
2: Yeah. And what's crazy with this, too, with this series, I feel like we've barely scratched the surface of, like, Mm -hmm. the meanings of everything, Right. different stuff that's metaphors for things like mm-hmm. just like there's a lot to
0: like unravel with this series there's just a lot
1: uh-huh so if you if you didn't listen to me earlier and you finish this podcast and you still haven't seen the show like go and watch it like go do it there's a- still
2: so much for you to see for yourself
1: <laughs> it's so good
2: i have to mention like the beautiful art like yeah. the art director is nick cross
1: mm-hmm.
2: really really good work it's it's amazing
0: Definitely
1: check it out. Yeah, I think that... Is that going to do it for us here today? Yeah!
0: Yeah! I think uh, to the mainstream.
1: Yeah, I think... I, I hope you all have enjoyed, uh... Our bonus episode for Halloween. Yeah! Uh, it was just something that we were very excited about, and so we were like, we gotta get this... We gotta get this... We gotta get this out now, because... Yeah. It is... I mean, our first Halloween... First October, I guess... Uh, and so it's been a nice challenge. It's been nice and cozy and just a lot of fun. I
2: really liked it. I really liked it. Now well, next Halloween we just need to go like straight up gore. Just dark yes. darkest
1: <laughs> greedy. <before.
0: laughs>
1: Which we, we had <laughs> talked really about fun. 'cause we kept it we kept it pretty light for for this month. We have very light plans going into the future. We'll probably go back to the every other week format for now. Yeah. yeah um with that. but like our next episode may be back into that more creepy, like very, very dark, quote unquote dark. I mean, you know the show by this point. Somebody we don't
0: even say spooky.
1: Spooky, like we don't. We're not taking things too seriously. But I would like to cover like a bit more serious content, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, if y'all are down, you should definitely uh, tell a friend mm-hmm. and all that good stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna head out now. Out of the call. Bye,
1: Justin. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to this extra long episode of Wholesome Spooks. Our theme song is by Simeon Williams. You can find a link to his work at Inner Red Records. And if you like the show, we would super appreciate it if you could tell a friend or give us a review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts. And, of course, we hope you have a very happy Halloween. And that's a rock fact.